All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I missed you. Harrington, did you miss our audience? Uh, yes, Rob. I missed him. I, you know, and if you, any of you are out there asking, like, hey, where were we? Well, where were you? You know, we're not getting all up in your shit asking why you couldn't put out the thing that you committed yourself to put out weekly. Are we giving the audience a hard time of not, not being here the last two weeks? Where were you while we were getting high? I wasn't getting high. Were you getting high? I mean, it was it a day that ends in Y? Most days end in Y? Yeah, dog. Oh, that's a good one. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Are you Monday, really? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They all end in Y. That's the <laughs> joke. You were getting high every single day, weren't you, Harrington? It's a whole bunch, Rob. <laughs> you sure you weren't getting high? No, I wasn't getting high. <laughs> I, uh, no, I've, I've, I've been trying to clean up my acts so that we can get back to a regular schedule, getting this out to the kind fans weekly on, I don't know what day we even release anymore. I've gotten confused. It's usually though. Saturday mornings, isn't it? It's supposed to be Saturday, Sundays, and I, I used to get complaints over the weekends, hey, where's my content? But I think people have gotten used to like, eh, he'll just put it out at some point. If you get it by Monday, you're lucky. Yeah, you're lucky. Exactly. Well, you know what? I, but I like the thought that some people are actually going into their weekend excited for our show and that that's like part of their weekend. We get to be a part of people's weekend, so we got to get back to being regular on Thursdays. Um, first thing I want to talk about is, uh, Crock-Pot life isn't, isn't quite working out for us. Have you been, uh, following the Crock-Pot chronologues of the show, Mike Harrington? I mean, dude, I, immediately my head just goes to the anarchist cookbook when it comes to Crock-Pot. So like, I... I mean, like, there's so many different bombs you can make with a crock pot. Oh, no, no, we're not trying to blow anybody up. We're trying to cook ourselves delicious, healthy meals. Right, but that's where my head goes, and it, like, it it brings me to a dark place. So I try not to think about crock pots. No, come on. That's uh, that's not what we're about on this program, affiliating anarchy with blowing up crock pots. That's not what we're trying to do. No, I'm trying to make some, uh, some improvements over here. So I've been trying to cook myself meals in Crock-Pots. We've talked about it on the show. And uh, let me tell you, it, it's not working out. I've, some people told me in advance that, that I'd be better suited for the pressure cooker, and I resisted. I said, you get the fuck out of here. I, and that was, I was being stubborn. I was like, I'm all about the Crock-Pot. The Crock-Pot, me and the Crock-Pot, we were made to be together. I'm going to use this thing. I'm going to cook myself delicious meals. Once I figure it out, maybe I'll gres- graduate to the pressure cooker. But... I had for a whole week. I wasn't. I was doing no drinking. I was really behaving myself. And then I was at LOL on a Friday. Well, let's not say what night. It was Saturday night, and I'm at LOL Saturday night. And I get home at uh, 12 a.m. I didn't drink all night. It was a miserable night of doing shows over there. And I was full of energy. And I realized, hey, why don't I take this opportunity to go uh, shopping? I hate grocery shopping, but I was like, I'm up. I'm energized. And uh, I'm going to go do my shopping. I'm going to go put together meals for the week. I was like, I'm going to make one meal now. And then tomorrow morning, I'll eat it for breakfast. And then I'll turn over the crock pot. Anyways, I decided I was going to make ribs. So uh, at 12 a.m., I'm in the grocery market. I pick up some ribs. I pick up some drumsticks. I pick up some other beef. I'm, I'm not cooking these all at the same time. Harrington, you left at the beginning of the story. Now you're coming back making confused faces at I'm, me like this is my fault. I'm you not. You left in the middle of the story. I never left. My headphones were on the whole time. I was listening to no, you. you walked out. No, I saw you walk out. Buddy, you can't be buying that much meat after midnight. It's wild. No, it's wild there's behavior. A, there's there's a store called Brooklyn Bazaar, not bro- called Brooklyn Bazaar. There's a store well, called guys. the Food Bazaar by me. They're open twenty four seven. They're gigantic, and, and and they expect people to come in and buy seven pounds of meat at th- midnight. They're open twenty four seven. Listen, is it weird to be a person buying pounds of beef at midnight? Of course it is. But then again, when you work a full time job and then you go to stand up in the evenings, well, well, you know what I mean. You're living a weird life already. You're on a weird schedule. So I get back to my house at 1 a.m., 
and I decide I'm going to cook myself some ribs. Now, keep in mind, whole week, I wasn't drinking. I was behaving myself, keeping regular hours, and I start cooking up these ribs. I put the ribs up in the crock pot. I'm spicing them up. I fill the thing to the top, and then when I close the crock pot, I was so excited for the ribs, I stayed up for four hours for them to cook. I did not sleep that night. I was up all night. I was too excited for rib meat to possibly go to sleep. My roommate came back an hour later, and he got all excited about the rib meat. Next thing you know, me and him, we're drinking on the couch. We're drinking on the couch. We're drinking on the couch. Finally, four in the morning comes around. We ate some delicious ribs. We ate all the ribs. But crockpot life's just not for me. I'm too short-sighted. I can't be waiting. I can't be putting together food at night and then, like, I'm going to eat in six hours from now. You expect me to prepare for a meal six hours from now? When I was living sandwich life, I showed up to the bodega. When I was hungry, I walked out with the sandwich. Ten minutes later, I was good to go. Operation complete. Full within 15 minutes. Going back out for dessert because I should have bought it in the first place. I just chose not to. And now I'm going back out. That's why I got I to gotta upgrade to the pressure cooker. This is you're not about pleasure delayed. I could have told you that the moment you bought the crock pot. Uh, in theory, it's yes. great for the whole week. I'm really shocked that story didn't end with you falling asleep on the couch, like post jerk with like a beer in one hand and just softened rib meat the next morning. You know what I mean? No. I Well, here's what ended up happening. I, I kept going into the crock pot and eating the ribs. before. Like, they weren't raw. They were fully cooked, but they hadn't been tenderized. And, like, we kept going in there and be like, all right, need, they need a little more time. But I'm just saying, everyone who I was boasting about my crock pot life to that was telling me, hey, I think you're more inclined for the pressure cooker was absolutely right. No, you can come in for a minute. We're talking crock pots for, uh, for a second. All right. Here. Yeah, Chris is a chef. That makes sense. Yes. You are a Crock-Pot yeah, fan? Well, you can uh, basically, I'll give you the, uh, the the short story here, and then uh, maybe you can uh, throw a recipe at us, um, or if you got anything else, and then I'm going to get in some news topics, uh, and someone just cut off my mic. Why did my mic get cut out, Harrington? There Your we go. Your mic never got cut out. Your headphones mm. got cut out oh, for a my, second. My, my headphones got cut mm. out. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure. No, but I just, so you're saying you bought a Crock-Pot? I bought a Crock-Pot. I'm trying prep it. I'm trying to cook for myself, uh-huh. and I discovered the only time I have for preparing meals for myself is basically late at night. Uh-huh. The idea being, well, then I'll be ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. But every time I try and prepare food at night, I just end up staying up all night because I want to eat the food. Mm. I'm too excited to go to bed. Well, why don't you? Here's what you don't do: you don't yeah. turn the crock pot on at night. You prep everything. No, but the thing that gets the juices flowing is putting it all together and having it in the crock pot, and then mm. you smell the spices that you put together. And I've never cooked ribs for myself my whole life. I've never cooked ribs. See, yeah, I've never done ribs in the crock pot. I always just do those. I do I do a Dutch oven rib where you like you you, you sear them a country style rib that you do on top of the stove and you finish it off in the oven in the pot in the same pot. I wouldn't yeah, I've never done that. I could see, yeah, once the I ribs got, are cooking. Oh my god, I was so excited. Yeah. I was not going to bed. Well, do you have any crockpot recipes you want to throw out? To I mean, the I always. I what, mean, are, what are some of your like? If you had to impart my just go-to? three recipes on people that are simple, easy, crockpot delicious. Crock I always recipes. do. I do a lot of beans in a crockpot. I'll do like lentils okay. with lamb and red wine. Fuck yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, you're really of, chefing it a up. A lot of there. fresh. Yeah, but here's the thing: is like, it becomes like such a cheap thing because you can buy, like, I'll use lamb neck. Me. Yeah. Nobody can. T- and here's the thing. That's the thing about the crock pot is everything kind of turns to mush. Yeah. Even if you're giving it to somebody else, they don't know what cut of meat you're using. Right, right, it's right. Just, And it's just delicious at the end of the day. That's kind of the beauty of it. But I'm three. I'm a guy who likes pea soup. I know a lot of people don't. But in the crock pot, you let that shit go for like 15 hours. Just keep adding a little water to it as you need it. It's delicious. Have you ever had sausage or hot dog in a pea soup? I've had sausage, never hot dog. But I would eat hot dog in a pea soup. Why not? 
It's a weird combo, but it kind of flows. Yeah, but I mean, I always just make it just, yeah, I use uh, smoked turkey necks. Okay. And then just a bunch of those, potatoes. Uh, to me, that shit is delicious. I love a long cook like that. Yeah. Anything, a stew. I do curry chicken in the crock pot. Curry chicken. You see, I love curry. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan. You serve me a meal with curry, I love curry. Mm-hmm. However, I don't like my apartment reeking of curry. I don't like being in that apartment that's making the whole building smell like curry. Mm. I'm curry self-conscious. Mm. I like the curry, but I've also... My dad used to work... Um, in this area in Connecticut, there were a lot of Indians that lived in that area. Not mm-hmm. like Native American sure. Indians, like, you know, OG sure. Indians. Maybe less OG? What would you call more OG? Yeah, authentic Indians. But yeah. they're not that authentic. They're not going all the way back to, like, colonial times. What do you mean? Brown people. Okay, India? let's just keep in- it simple. Indians from India? Yeah, Indians from India. <clears throat> I feel like they uh, were in India longer than the First Nations people were here. Right? Anyways, their buildings stunk. Like when you when you walked in because they they live like in these built like because they they cook with the curry it mm-hmm. ends up coming out of their skin it's too well, much I mean, curry your, your building smells kind of funky generally oh it's terrible it's so real what bad are you, what are you you're not making it worse that's true yeah I think you'll be fine yeah but then I also think if you get if, if, like if your apartment if you're cooking like that in your apartment do you attract roaches no that, I don't no? think so I think as do long roaches as you, smell as, or is it just filth well, they do they do smell and sense food but as long as you clean up afterwards like I don't think all the roaches in the building are like what's cooking <laughs> it's just like I think you gotta like leave stuff out and it's gotta like you yeah, know what yeah. I mean like it's gotta be in it, near their areas well that's what I like about the crock pot is I cook it in the bag so there's zero cleanup mm. now is there any health uh, any health problems of cooking it in those the bags I've never used made? those I've never used those bags but you don't mind cleaning a pot I mean I make enough in the crock pot. That food lasts me like eight days. What? Yeah. I have a giant crock pot. And then, but you, like, you don't get nervous about keeping in your fridge that it's going bad? Eight days? No. It's really? Like a, it's a long cook. Yeah, no. I, okay. I'm, I'm never. I think people are overly cautious about, yeah. Yeah, getting rid of food. I mean, yeah. I got a real weak stomach. After like three days, I'm. But you're I'm reheating the food. I get nervous, man. Just yeah. add hot sauce. That kills bacteria. Is that true? Yeah, capsaicin and vinegar both kill Dude, you bacteria. know how much I eat hot sauce on everything. Why is Why my you... stomach not like at prime well, stomaching Maybe all the time? you have used too much hot sauce and you killed off some healthy gut bacteria. Maybe you just need a probiotic. Is that Would that just solve everything for me? It, have you tried one? Uh, in I like, was doing, yeah. I was having like bad shits and I was, uh, I would keep, um, Naturally fermented organic yeah. sauerkraut in the house because it's full of probiotics. I like sauerkraut. I can yeah. get into sauerkraut. You got to get like the you can't get like the, you can't get yeah. the bag of Sabret sauerkraut for like forty cents. That's not going to work. No, you got to get the jar of hipster yeah. sauerkraut. Hipster sauerkraut. Yeah, I, I'm working on a, a joke uh, on stage. It's like a whole rant about how uh, if government does anything, it should just be getting us bathrooms. Mm-hmm. One of the lines I have in there to describe the way that my stomach functions is that it's either clogged or splattered. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. I've been saying basically, I got it down now. Where all I do is I eat breakfast, at breakfast, and I just take a modium from there. <laughs> but yeah, I got a I got a weak stomach, which is uh, which is changing everything so much. So for a while, I, I had to stop eating dairy because it was it wasn't actually like wrecking my stomach shit wise. It was making me nauseous. Mm-hmm. But then my move was I would still eat dairy late at night because I was like, eh, I'll sleep off the nauseous feeling. I don't need, I can be nauseous in my sleep, you know? It's like sleeping off being drunk or whatever. Whatever. I'm going to be asleep. I'm not going to do away with dairy forever. Mm. I'll just save all my dairy for before I go to bed. Okay. But then I had an experience on a Saturday night. I pounded myself a milkshake late at night at uh at uh um Shake Shack. Okay. It was delicious. You oh, ever, they, you ever they, get, they, uh, they call them cements, right? 
Why? Oh, yeah, because, they do. Yeah, concretes, right? Concretes, so they yeah. yeah they, they, they have the extra thick milkshakes. Well, not only do they have the extra milkshakes. self hatred, Rob. They have. Yeah, you have like a bizarre self hatred food. <laughs> sweets in particular. It's thing. particular sweets. Yeah. They have 40 flavors. You can put all 40 in. If you want to, you can say, hey, I'll take a milkshake all the way, and they will put every topping into your milkshake. They do it that way. What I had on this particular You're evening, making that up. I am not making that up. Go and to they the, call it all the way? I don't know that they call it all the way. I don't know that you can that's say not, that. That sounds like some sick way. fast food terminology. But, yeah, that I, sounds like McGangbang level. <laughs> I think there, there's a chance that if you show up to a Shake Shack and say, hey, I'll take a milkshake all the way, they know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Or there's a chance they go, it's a black person. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They don't That's really white people shit. Yeah, exactly. You just order it and like yeah. you just get a regular vanilla and put your dick in it. Like, oh, I wanted it all the way. Speaking of black people, and then we'll get back to this milkshake okay. thing. Today, I passed this black dude and he started hollering at a lady. Big fat black dude. Mm-hmm. Lady's on a bike. The whole way she's going up the street, she just he just keeps talking. Let about, me sniff that seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, and that that's what yeah. he was saying. Like yeah. he would not stop. And I think, you know, sometimes people think it's offensive, I guess, the the cat calling. I think not all black people, but I think there's some black, they just say everything out loud. There are no filters. Oh, you you like, I think it's just more acceptable in that. No, like in I've those seen. Neighborhoods. I remember the other day I was in a Seven Eleven. Some black chicks like, "What? They ain't got none of the peanut M and M's. I gotta get one of the regular." Like she just, it was like an ongoing. I think some Dude, black I'll people. I'll still say this: the yeah. uh, the funniest sentence I've ever heard. And if I'm a racist for thinking, like every time I think of this, I yeah. was in a Korean grocery store in Long Island City, and this fucking black chick walks in. Rat. She she looked ratchet. She just okay. goes. Hey, yo, Ching Chong, you got thought juice? <laughs> it's the best sense I've ever heard in my life. You couldn't write a better sentence no. if you tried. I got one that might top that. I saw this chick yelling on a phone. It was right by Thompson Square Park. Wait, I don't have time to go home and wash my ass? You're telling me I can't go home and just wash my ass out? I got to go out with a dirty ass? And she's screaming this in the street. I was like, the way this person looks, yeah, it, like, it is, God bless. I think it's just less of a filter. Yeah, I think it's less of a filter. It's not. All right, so back to the milkshake. Okay. So you can throw anything into this milkshake. Now, what I usually like to do is a one plus Oreo combo. That's my game. Sometimes I go peanut butter Oreo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go coffee Oreo. On this particular evening, I went strawberry Oreo. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, was this delicious. I took this thing down maybe two, three. Strawberry Oreo. Oh, such a great really combo. Good. Yeah. Really yeah. good combo. No, it's great and adventurous. Yeah. And where you've never seen that presented to you. No. You've never gone Nobody's to a diner. Because yeah. Oreo milkshakes are great and strawberry milkshakes are great. You can mix those things together. They go. I bet I bet the strawberry Oreos are mad good. They have to have those, right? Strawberry cream Oreos. They have cherry for sure. Ew. They have Swedish fish Oreos. That's that cherry. sounds Oh, horrific. that sounds disgusting. The yeah, worst Oreo, the only bad, because Oreo doesn't have a lot of misses. The only one I've had that I thought was a significant miss was the carrot cake one, because it just tasted too artificial. Yeah, they weren't great. Yeah, it lost. Hey, I got a crazy Oreo claim. Uh, maybe you guys will back me up on this. Maybe you won't. I think if you get Oreo in the six-pack or in a sleeve, they don't taste as good than w- as when you get like a full one from the store. Yeah, not even close. You're yeah, 100% I, I, right yeah, about I that. Agree. Why Why is that? What Are they like like their worst Oreos get separated at the line and put I into think the... It's, no, I think it's the packaging doesn't protect, Preserve it yeah, as well? protect it as well, yeah. I also made a discovery. Oh, and then we're... Because think about it. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe you're... Because there's like a staleness to them, right? Because they lay flat in yeah. them too. They don't lay in a, a sleeve. Yeah, yeah, They lay flat, right? So, like, I think you're, there's less surface area exposed to air per Oreo if they're in a sleeve. No, so maybe but, that uh, first you, and that last yeah. one probably tastes like... The first and the last one probably tastes like the six-pack. You know what I mean? Like, in the, aren't good. When you pull the sleeve out of the box... Yeah. Or, like, the... Actually, yeah, then there's that whole thing, the tray... 
Right? There's That's what I'm saying. The tray's not good. If you get the full single sleeve, it's also not good. Mm-hmm. The only ones that are good are like the full like the full, you know, the full pack from a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one tray with three rows. But they're packed in together. They're packed on top of each other. There's right. no spacing. Okay. And I think that's what You it just is. think it's a better packaging. I think it's yeah. No, I think the lack of spacing leads to them not being they're not being exposed to air cuz air is what fucking makes things stale or soft or kind of, you know what I mean? They're a little softer when you get them yeah. in a fucking six pack. Yeah. I bet those are pretty good. You know what else I discovered recently? Because I, 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 we're going to go full circle. I'm totally off dairy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried dipping Oreos into like uh, um, uh, black coffee. No, that sounds good. I could go for that. Because yeah. I, I always like dipping my Oreos up in some milk. I tried in an oat milk, just totally disgusting. I tried oat milk recently. Not bad, but it's not milk. Yeah, it's just... It, I don't it, want a cookie with it. It's not bad in coffee. It's got that paper mache flavor to it that soy milk had as well. I, that's what... Yeah. Dude, it's the only non-dairy milk substitute that I will fuck with with coffee. The only one. Yeah, it might it's be a, so good. I, I drink my coffee black now, but I'm just telling you, you dip your Oreo in there, you're no, just yeah, ruining your Oreo. Not... It doesn't do anything for you. So anyways, I had this milkshake late at night, and I will plan ahead. Like, if I'm eating dairy late at night, it's like, hey, do I have my morning free to make diarrhea? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. This is a commitment. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I looked at my morning. I, first, I looked at my evening. It was, the, it was 2 a.m., Saturday night, did my spots. Next thing I'm doing, I'm getting on the train home. It's the E-train, easy ride. I'll be home within an hour. I'm just going to break this down. He yeah. went out of the way to go to the Shake Shack. It wasn't, you, weren't, you weren't, like, passing a Shake Shack. No, I was, I was at 49th Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's out of my way to go to that yeah. Shake Shack. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know where you were coming from, and I know where your but train is. But late at night, that's a great Shake Shack. Well, the fact that they're open that late yeah, is crazy. Yeah, drunk late at yeah. night on a Saturday. But you know what's crazy about that Shake Shack? It always yeah. has been to me. Uh, it's better than any other one. But the yes. lines are insane. Not late at night. Not late at night, but until yeah. like 10 o'clock at night. Like, the lines are so long at that Shake Shack, you could just get on the train, go to the Barclays Center, yeah. go to Shake Shack, and come back to Midtown in the same amount of time. But do you agree, for some reason, that Shake Shack seems to be a higher quality Shake Shack? I think the one in Madison Square Park is good, too. That could be. I think that, like... I think uh, it's about volume. Yo, the one here at Astor Place, not bad. Yeah? Not bad at all. Mm. All right, so I drink this milkshake late at night, and then the next evening, like 6 p.m., I got a date with uh, that tall chick I've mentioned her to you guys before. The blonde. You know, I've been striking out with this lady for years. We're out in... She's hot. Uh, yeah, she's cool, but, you know... That's the kind of shake you just got to take the Shake Shack. Yeah. It's just, it's not happening, but anyways... I'm, Insta- done, I'm, I'm done with it anyways. But it, let's get let's get back into it every time. You've been what? done with it seven times. No, no, no but yeah. now this time I'm done with it. But anyways, this is... on this particular one, we're out. We're having a. I, I, we went to this uh, art exhibit. It was it's, it's kind of a cool art exhibit. It was um, like uh, all this graffiti art. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, like my my version of an art exhibit is like seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. Mm-hmm. It's not the funnest date activity. If the chick wants to actually like read all the cards and you got to kind of stand around like a putz. I like, I like reading the cards. You like reading the cards? Yeah. I don't like reading the cards. I'm like, can, can we move this along? I, Anyways, yeah. I taught myself uh, very remedial Spanish by reading all the cards at the uh, Museum of the Revolution in Havana, Cuba. Mm-hmm. And it's like the dopest time I've ever had at a museum. How long were you there? Uh, four hours. You didn't teach yourself remedial Spanish. You I mean, recognized some words. I was enough for me to read every single one of the plaques and spend the time and figure out what was going on. Because they had it translated, and I would just read the Spanish side, and I'd be like, where was my reading comprehension there? Mm-hmm. And then I would go to the translated side and be like, yeah, I, I, like, I'm able to read that. You know what I mean? Mm. 
So, anyways, I'm out on this date with this lady. We went to this uh, art museum. We're just going to gloss over how that clearly sounded like a lie. Well, do we have to hold his feet to the fire every time he opens his mouth? That'll become the whole show. Hey, what what did Harrington just say? (laughs) We we could rename the show. Hey, what did Harrington just say? That's true. Instead of run your mouth. That's why it's run your mouth. You just say dumb shit and we move forward. Run your fucking mouth and move along. Yeah, you run your mouth. We pretend like we're experts. We move along. That's what we do here. glass in between me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be throwing bottle caps at me from a fucking glass room. It would have been great if that just managed to shatter the whole glass, oh, yeah. that little oh. flick of a nothing. Ralph would be so mad. I'd be really uh, glad it's on camera and I couldn't be blamed. Well, no, somehow like, you're He said present. something stupid. Yeah, and we, I had no choice yeah. but to throw this bottle cap. And you know, at least some part of everybody who runs this place would be like, well, you probably shouldn't have been antagonizing him. This is wild. <laughs> All right, so I'm out on this date with this lady. We go to the Star yeah. Museum. We have a nice now, time. Now, she knows it's a date. She's aware. Are you friend-zoned? Probably friend zone, but yeah. you know what? I'm gonna say it was a date. That that's why I'm gonna say. When's the last it? time you made out with her? Um, last time we hung out after the art thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways, we go to after the art thing. We go to um. I thought there was a bar. There turned out not to be a bar. The sun starts to set over New York. I'm like, well, let's drink some street beers. She's game for street beers. Cool broad, right? Okay. We sit in the park. We're pounding some street beers, and across the river in Manhattan, you're just watching the sunset. We're having this nice little moment there, and I'd be like, this would be an incredible moment if I didn't need to completely shit my pants. I mean, for 45 minutes, I sat there while the sun set, half making conversation, half being like, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm never eating dairy again. This is horrible. Hmm. So that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm divorcing dairy for a little bit. Hmm. We're, we're, we're on. I got, a, I got a buddy, though. Yeah. He currently, again, has a sensitive stomach. Mm-hmm. He always thought it was dairy, right? And then he was dating a girl, and she was like, stop being a fucking pussy. You're not lactose intolerant. Okay. And then he just didn't have problems with dairy until that girl She just told him, him not to be a pussy. And then and that then... girl broke up with him, and then now he gets the shits whenever he eats dairy again. But literally, they but dated for, the for time... two years. They dated for two years. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he, he could eat dairy again. You're saying it's- And me... he still eats dairy. He's a big fat well, fuck. It took me a while to figure out that dairy was making me sick, because, uh, I mean, I eat- I eat like a slice of pizza every day for lunch. That was lunch, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you switch over to sandwiches for dinner. But I started getting really nauseous. And then I, I was like drinking a lot to cool, cool the nauseousness, which mm. actually worked. I can't explain that sure. one to you. Uh, but then I learned that it was the cheese was the nausea thing. And it's, it's honestly not worth it. It's not even the shit so much. I get the shits no matter what. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about my stomach for this whole entire episode. All right. All right. I'm going to move on to some news topics, which I think are not going to be of interest to you. But before I do. You're here. You're on the podcast. It's Run Your Mouth. We got no rules. We'll go in any direction. This way, that way, up, down, left, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I just did a whole podcast. I came in here to see what you were talking about. Oh, okay. Well, that was the Crock-Pot segment, and okay. now... I, well, I did come in for the crock Also, I kind of do want to get one of those Instapots. I'm hearing good things. I I'm hear hearing things. it's like a Crock-Pot, but in one hour. No, the food's not going to be... I've cooked in a pressure cooker before on the stove. Yeah. But those Instapots, there's something about the uh, electric nature of that. But I don't... I There's no way you're getting a good... Like, when you make a long... So I only use the pressure cooker, the, the crock pot. I don't make things like ribs in there. Yeah. I would probably make ribs in the pressure cooker. But, um... I don't use that for that. I only use that for, like, soups and stews. Right. And with a super stew, I think you're not going to get... 
You want like you get like a fatty piece of meat with like you want something and then it wears and it wears down. You yeah, you want something almost like with a lot of gelatin in like the bones, and you want that to like thicken in it, and that the gelatin actually bonds to the flavors, and that's what makes it good. That's why that food is better the next day because right. it's recongealed, and then you're heating it up again, and the fucking food flavors bond to the gelatin that comes out of like the bones and soup bones and shit. And I don't think that's gonna happen. If you rapidly cook in a pressure cooker. Yeah. That being said, I'd love to steam a chicken in seven minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got three dishes down. I got uh, just throwing some uh, some like chicken bones in there, and then mm-hmm. you get a whole bunch of cooked chicken bones. Mm-hmm. I got my ribs down, and I got my, my cholent down. But my recipe, it's always the same. I, I cook with a lot of cumin. I cook okay. with a lot of crushed red pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever pepper I can get my hands on. If I got a white pepper, black sure. pepper, crushed red pepper. I like a Szechuan peppercorn. Yeah. I'm a big fan of a Szechuan peppercorn, fucking especially on some ribs. Oh, like sweet shit. ribs. You yeah. throw a little Szechuan peppercorn in there, yeah. numb your tongue a little bit. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. A little chili powder, onion powder, Bruh. garlic powder. That's it. I don't I don't use a lot of salt, and that that's it. I, I kind of do that with everything. Yeah. Sometimes I throw barbecue sauce in there. I like to go sweet and spicy. That's my palate. Mm. Fucking Feeny brought in a bag of those motherfuckers. Me, Brian, and Alex all tried them. Our fucking mouths foamed up. It was insane. Those things, them. I love them. Those what? things a suck. Szechuan. Szechuan peppercorns? Yeah, they, they're the them. worst. Bring I'll take in. you to a place where they know how to fucking work with them. Yeah, we just took a handful of them and chewed them raw. Yep. It was like eating soap. Yeah, do that with regular black peppercorns. You like black pepper, right? Bring one in. Uh, Chew... You don't like black pepper? Like, I can take it or leave it. Like I've, I've, I've been a no pepper guy for mad long. Chew up a rock of salt then, Harrington. What do you like? <laughs> cum? Hell yeah. Chew some cum. I love, I love rock salt. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was BK Chris from High Society Radio. Oh, do you uh, want me to get out of here before you get into the news? Yeah, I don't think. It, it's all. You don't want to be here for it. You're going to be annoyed What's with me. What's the first one? Well, it's, uh, I want to talk about the whistleblower. Okay. And then I want to talk about impeachment. Okay. And then I want to talk about um, Turkey. And then... I know about all those things. Um, all right. You want to hang out for it? I'll hang out for like... Can I hang out for like 15, 20 minutes? You can hang out as long as you want. I just think you're going to get annoyed because it's all jokes that I've written. And you don't oh. really want to sit here and listen to me Am tell I allowed jokes to chime in or no? Oh, you can chime in all you want. Okay. Chime in all you want. All right. But before we do that, I'm going to play... Um, I, uh, I'm spending a little too much time at LOL, and I legitimately lost it on a dude the other night. Like I, I like I snap like I stopped being funny and I snapped mm-hmm. and I recovered quick enough that the audience didn't quite like realize that I snapped, but I legit snapped. I got one of those heckles like, Well, why don't you be funnier? I was like, Well, why don't you fucking step outside with me, motherfucker? Let's go. You think I need to do this shit? And that guy thought that was hilarious. No, 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 no. It it got real testy for a second. Mm-hmm. I covered up real quick, just right away. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna fight this guy. Like right away, because I tur- I saw the audience was like not on board with me turning on him mm-hmm. and threatening to fight this guy in the hallway mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm gonna drop that in here because uh it was a fun little moment okay do you enjoy that fun little moment everybody that is a fun moment all right so i want to run through some news stories uh the first one i want to talk about i know it's dated but we haven't really gotten into it and it's still relevant is uh the whistleblower before i start breaking this down i know bk chris you stay on top of this shit there's two whistleblowers so there. there's a second whistleblower showing up we haven't gotten the full story on it mm-hmm. uh i don't even know if it's also another cia guy but the first guy did turn out to be a cia mm-hmm. guy and uh you know before i start picking it apart I- i'd love to get your general perspective i mean so based on the just the transcripts and stuff i'm just like this doesn't it didn't it still doesn't seem that crazy to me what trump did now, it seems like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. Which we already knew. But it doesn't seem like wrongdoing. And the, the weird shit is, is, like, the first three days this came out, I was trying to be like, 
wait, what were they investigating Hunter Biden for? And I couldn't find that information. You, you know mean what? Oh, so here, here's what's going on with Hunter Biden. No, I know yeah. now. Right. But it took, like, a lot of it was just like, yeah, Trump kept saying to investigate the Bidens. I'm like, for what? Like, we knew the Hillary stuff. Right. Just like the emails and like shady shit. Like, it's like, like, well, for what? What are they investigating him for? And then, like, then the prosecutor thing kind of came out a little, but then there was like all sorts of other shit. I'm just like, all right, I didn't know Hunter Biden was an oil executive in Russia. That's fucking bizarre. Or in whatever, Ukraine? Like, yeah. It's just a, it is a bizarre. The whole thing is weird. So the starting point on, on the weirdness is the fact that, to me, it was a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. And usually a whistleblower, it, the whistleblower is firstly like, hey, little old me, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I have to go tell because there's absolutely nothing I can do. And it turns out that the guy is the CIA. And you would think that, like, if but you're CIA... Whistleblower, whistleblower protection is important, no? But here's the thing. Okay, that's true. However, when you're whistleblowing, I would think it has to be on your department. It can't be on a different department. That's mm-hmm. not whistleblowing. It's almost competing departments in government. And in this case, you have the attorney general's office is trying to investigate the beginning of this whole Russia collusion thing that turned mm-hmm. out to be bullshit. The CIA is very likely involved in that. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you got a whistleblower... That's not even whistleblowing. That's almost undermining an investigation. You've got an investigation in your department that you're trying to now, you know, whip out into a frenzy about how it's not legitimate. That's kind of what the Democrats were complaining about for an entire year about undermining invest. Like the whistleblowing to me is if, if it's your department, if me and you were working in the uh, the the lunch department for government, okay. and I'm putting out that uh, hey, pork is good for your health, and you know that we just got a study and that pork's not good for your health, and you go, hey, pork's not good mm-hmm. for your health. But if you're in another department, then you got to work you work with your department or you come, you know what I mean? It, that's not like to me it's just that's not what whistleblowing well, is. How did the, the guy from the CIA even hear it? Is, were they just listening to Trump shit? Well, that's the crazier thing. That's where it gets okay. So, the guy, you know, he wants to whistleblow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like you, you, where, where where would you go blow your whistle? Hallway whistleblowers anonymous. Mm-hmm. So, he goes to this army guy and mm-hmm. he goes, "Listen, I got this complaint." Now, I don't know why he goes to this army guy, mm-hmm. but the army guy, he spent his whole life being like, "Sir, yes, sir." And now he's got a CIA guy in front of me. He's like, I don't get why you're like, why see you why are you being a pussy? Like you're coming to me, you're in the CIA and you're being a pussy. Something's mm-hmm. gotta be weird about this. So he holds on to it for a little bit to find out whether or not it's executive privilege. Mm-hmm. But the executive privilege thing is what starts getting really confusing. So Adam Schiff That's actually what's always what's yeah. been confusing me about it. And it seems like neither the president nor Congress can agree on this, right? Well, so here's what, yes, and here's what drives me nuts. Like, I I feel like, and I've said this before on the podcast, it's like a Monopoly game where they're just inventing the rules while they're going along, Mm. and something shouldn't be ambiguous. I feel like it's more like Mall Madness. What is Mall Madness? It was a game where you, it was just Monopoly, but you just went around the mall, you had credit cards. And then... You're just running up the debt, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Similar... Mall Madness. I never played Mall Madness. It's terrible. I heard Mad Magazine had a fun game that was like the opposite of Monopoly where you tried to lose all your money. Nice. That was like the point of it. Brewster's Monopoly? What, what, what's Brewster's Monopoly? Bru- you, never, you never saw the movie Brewster's Millions with uh, Richard Great Pryor. play on words. Yeah. Excellent play on words. Yeah. Uh, but in that, in that movie, for whatever reason, Richard Pryor had to spend $10 million and have nothing to show for it so he can get $50 million. Is that it? Some yeah, I think it was. I think it was ten million to get a hundred million. There you go. It was something like that. In order to inherit a hundred million dollars, he had to spend ten million dollars so well that he had nothing of value by the end of it. So he ran for mayor. 
Oh, and he spent all of his money running for mayor? And other nonsense, but yes. And then did he end up inheriting the $100 million? I believe so at the end. Or, like, he didn't, but then, like, people donated money to him. You know, it was a that's heartwarming a, That's ending. a classic scam of, I have $10 million tied up in the bank, and I just need the ten grand to put up so I can get it out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people was, give you the ten grand, and then... That's probably yeah. where they came up with the Nigerian print scheme. Yeah, that's a... Cl- what's the Nigerian print scheme? That's where they just go... You know, you don't know about. I mean, come, I'm a Nigerian. No, no. They, uh, you'll get like a random email from a Nigerian prince saying that his funds are all tied up and he needs ten thousand dollars. That's that was the original thing. There's actually uh, it'll pay you out once he gets his money. Yeah, they're not Nigerian actually. I forget what country it is in Africa, but um, there's a there's a culture called there's a religion around it, almost like a Santeria kind of deal. Okay, called Sakawa. Um, the Vice did a thing about the Sakawa boys, but there's like a series of. Nollywood films called Sakawa Boys. Yeah. And it's like just like our hood movies, but instead they're just scamming Americans. Okay. So like they're just like, you know, they're still driving whips and shooting each other, but instead of selling dope or whatever, they fucking... I bet they feel a bit of, even if like they're scamming our old people, they feel an element of pride that they're on the losing team and they got something from the winning team. Well, they also say that the reason why those emails are so retarded is because it's... They they want to weed out any work they have to do. So if you reply to that email, oh, uh, then they know that you, you're, you're a fucking fish. You're, they got right, you. Right, right. Like if you reply to something this terribly written, and then it's probably the same thing with the phone calls. They know yeah. that it's not believable. I had a guy but... call me the other day say I owed money to Bally's Total Fitness. Okay, and I was like, from when? He goes two thousand and six, and I was like, the Bally's you're talking about closed in two thousand and five. Right. And he was just like, sir, are you refusing to pay this? And I called Bally's, which is now 24-hour fitness. And right. they were like, um, no, dude, we have an internal thing. They just Somehow they just stole my information and knew I went to Bally's. They had my old right. address from like 15 years ago or whatever. Right. And they're just like, yeah, they just picked a year. And they were like, yeah, you owe $1,000. Like, I'm not giving you guys $1,000. You're crazy. Right. Like, so you hung up on him? I liked No, these. I fucked with him for a while. Yeah, I like fucking with them. Yeah. I was like, um, I was like look, man, it... I think you're just gay for me, and that's when he hung up. <laughs> that's great. I was like, that's why you're staying on the phone. You're just gay, and you're trying to have sex with me, and he hung up. Yeah. The only... I haven't gotten in the calls in a while, but I, I, I mean, I know phone sales, and I know the dynamics of it, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun kind of fucking with these guys, mm-hmm. but you, you just hang up. That's really all you got to do. You had a good one the last time I was in there. What was it? Oh, Diabetes, yeah. and you were like, diet Wheaties? Oh, yeah. It <laughs> was great. I was, in, uh, I was in the ad room, and you were just like... You're like, yeah, I'd love to get some diet. You're saying me it's all the nutrition of regular Wheaties, but half the calories? Yes, I would love to get some diet Wheaties. It was like a diabetes medication scam. Fucking great. And I kept keeping on the phone like, I'm highly interested in a purchase right now. Yeah, How do diet- I get this product yeah. tomorrow? And he goes, so you do have diet Wheaties? I mean diabetes. I'm like, yes, send me the diet Wheaties. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And it went on just way too long. Okay, so here was the thing where you were talking about with the whistleblowing and um, uh, the executive privilege. So Adam Schiff pulled the ultimate scumbag move. I mean, just so ultimate scumbag. The whistleblower originally went to Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that he actually spoke to Adam Schiff because he probably can't speak directly to Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. So he speaks to Adam Schiff's people. And then Adam Schiff tells him, hey, go spe- go go make the formal complaint. But then he gets up and when they're doing the congressional hearing and they're grilling the guy who didn't come forward right away, he says, listen, if you had never come forward with this, we wouldn't even know that this happened. And that's not justice, that something could be happening and we wouldn't know about it. And that was bullshit because he knew about it from the outset. He knew about it before the complaint even came out. Now, 
the idea of executive privilege holding back a whistleblower complaint doesn't really make sense because I'm just saying far out theoretical. Let's say Trump wants to bomb Kansas. Mm -hmm. He thinks Wizard of Oz is true and that, you know, those fucking monkey things are going to come for his hair and his red ties too. Whatever. He's Donald Trump. We don't know what this guy's thinking. Sure. Now, a whistleblower comes forward and goes, hey, Trump's trying to new Kansas. So can you say that's executive privilege? Like, there's got to be some sort of a line in uh, yeah. ability for whistleblowers to come forward. So there's like this ambiguous gray area of what, so what what constitutes executive privilege and what constitute like what should be allowed to be brought forward. Now, in this case, while I agree with Adam Schiff that there shouldn't that there should be a concept of a whistleblower and not everything should go to them first to decide mm-hmm. whether or not it's executive privilege. In this case, it does seem like some deep state shit going on where a CIA guy goes to Adam Schiff and goes, hey, I think I might have your angle here. And then not only do we look in like, OK, so here's the whistleblower complaint. The guy is complaining about something from another department that he didn't actually hear. Trump said something on a phone call that this guy wasn't even on. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, so it seems to me like he's basically a CIA, as Trump called him, a spy. He's hanging out in the White House. Well, he's a spy. He He works with CIA operative. That makes him a spy, correct? Yes. Like that's he's technically is a spy. Is is a spy? Yes. He's also a spy. He's an infection. He's an eye (laughs) infection. He's pussy. Yeah. So the whole thing with the Russia collusion was they basically tried to get Trump to give testimony so that they could bust him for lying. Okay. That's what they tried to. They never had Russia collusion. They stretched out as long as they could. Mm -hmm. They were hoping that Trump would finally give testimony and then they would bust him for giving testimony that was in some way contradictory. Which is what the same way they got Manafort. Well, that's how they got Clinton. Well, that's how they get you. They they come up with these fake phony investigations. Then you say you lie to them during the phony investigation and now you're in trouble for lying. Yeah, because you're basically just lying about. Some other shit you did yeah. that wasn't illegal. But if you never, but you give... still want people to know about it because it's an annoying thing for people to know. Exactly. That's how they got Clinton. Yeah. Right. Like so. Like they just got him. They were investigating him for Whitewater, right? And he lied about fucking some chicks because he doesn't want to be on the record for fucking some chicks. And then yeah. they get you for lying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what they pulled on Trump when they tried to do the Russia collusion thing. It didn't work out. It seems to me like that's exactly what they're trying to do here Mm -hmm. is that now they're trying to get him for uh, not allowing for the whistleblower complaint. Like, it's not about what he actually did. It's about the process and that he's undermining a process. Mm -hmm. You know, Okay. Now, where I kind of take a different um, approach to... uh, um, a different approach to what you were saying. I actually think from what I read of that transcript, Trump is pretty slick because he's so salesy there. He starts it off like, hey, Ukraine, you guys really need us, right? And I mean, if we weren't there for you, that'd be a big problem, right? Okay, well, here's what I need from you. And then the language that he wraps it in is, in the name of justice, I need you to go forward. I need you to help me figure out why there was this uh, whole fake Russia collusion thing in my country. And I don't like that your investigator got fired while he was trying to prosecute Biden. That doesn't seem like justice. So he was really slick. There was no quid pro quo stated on the call. And he never said, hey, I want you to go get this uh, political opponent opponent of me. He was speaking to the concept of justice, Mm -hmm. which all seemed very slick. And what I also just think is kind of going on here um, is essentially there's a lot of shit that's going on with Ukraine. If you remember the whole like kind of rift between America and Russia was when they took over Crimea, right? Yeah. So what happened prior to that, though, and this I'm a little confused on the details. You, you, can, you guys can go ahead and fact check me, is that Ukraine, they turned over their leadership and the leadership that they turned over was with the help. It was basically like almost like a coup backed by Obama 
and now Russia's like, holy shit, we've got this uh, new government that's being backed by the West right in our backyard. We can't have that. So they annexed Crimea, right? Mm -hmm. But then from there, it became, hey, Russia's our enemy. Now, what they're finding out is that they gave like two, uh, like $1.1 billion to some people over there that just disappeared, and that Ukraine was the biggest money giver to the Clinton Foundation. They gave, they gave the Clintons like $10 million, which they're not giving them money anymore. So it had nothing to do with charity. Mm-hmm. It had to do that when she was in the Secretary Department and government was giving money to the Ukraine, they understood, hey, we better kick back some money to these people. Mm. Now, the other thing that happened, which is crazy, is if you start unwinding the origins of the whole Russia collusion thing and the Carter Page and... Uh, well, did it come back to like um, an election that we kind of meddled in or like Putin yeah, uh, perceived it as us meddling yes. in? Yes. Where we were paying, we were essentially propping up protesters in Moscow. Yes. Yes. But now what we're finding is that that's kind of the uh, nefarious side of the Democratic Party. This was all Obama, Clinton, Biden Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, and if Ukraine was a partner. It's blowback from bad policy. Yes, it's blowback from bad policy, but it's not just that. It's that if Ukraine was a partner of the Democrats in trying to undermine Trump, then you had a foreign government that was undermining our democracy, which is exactly what the what the uh, Democrats have been going after Trump well, people for this whole said, time. I mean, I remember reading articles at the time. They're harder to find now just because of, you know, SEO or whatever. But um, didn't the Sanders campaign come to the Clinton campaign and go, hey, uh, Iran is helping us right. to try to beat you? Because Clinton is more hawkish than Sanders. Right. And they assumed that, you know, Trump wouldn't win. Um, and I believe um, the Chinese in the general were doing the same kind of thing that Russia did with the, you know, the false ads, just to a lesser extent for Hillary Clinton. Right. But we don't talk about any of that stuff. Now, it is to a lesser extent, but, you know, I mean, Bernie Sanders is on the record saying that we went to the Clinton campaign and they said, uh, if we say this now, it'll undermine the election. But it's like... Now, after the fact, when Russia did it, it's undermining the election. You know, I didn't see that. Iran tried to back Sanders because they didn't want to deal with Clinton. Yeah, because she's hawkish. Right, right. So, um, and they know any Republican's hawkish, you know what right. I mean? But they tried to get uh, Sanders to win the, the, the primary. Right. Well, the same way, you know what I mean? Is You know, with... with I think it's all, probably, it's like all this stuff is like yeah. all this stuff that we're talking about undermining the election. And they say that there were some attempts on uh, voting machine hacks that can't be proven worked. But... It's all memes and fucking right. false news articles. Like this this like I think that whole narrative is fucking super dangerous because people are like they undermine our election. What does that mean? It just means they made a bunch of Facebook accounts and yeah, I agree with you 100%, and I think it's like, if you start unraveling, I bet, like, I mean, Saudi Arabia gives money to the Clintons all the time. That's not a yeah. foreign government involved in our elections. I bet every foreign government, someone involved in our elections, yeah. and it's the way the fucking game is played. So now, this whole thing has led to a full-fledged impeachment inquiry, right? Um, and I read this stat, 58% of Americans say House Democrats were right to launch an impeachment inquiry of President Trump. And I read that I'm calling bullshit because I'm willing to bet that 58% of Americans don't even know what impeachment is. They're like impeachment. Is that for my breath? House Democrat. Yeah. I don't want those people in my house. I, well, There's I think, no way. I think, I think the yeah. majority of Americans believe impeachment believe, uh, means removed from office. I'd be willing to bet for I'm a fact willing that to bet more than 58% that 58% that. of Americans are not that in tune with the news cycle that they have a formulated opinion about whether or not no, there should just, be an impeachment they, inquiry. They asked 1,000 people. 
that must already be listening to the news or were fed well, the question in a very specific are picking way. Picking up a, a, a question, uh, picking up the phone, a, a landline, mind you. Yeah. So they're already stupid. <laughs> and uh, they're picking up a landline, yeah. and uh, they're going, hey, this is Gallup. Uh, you want to talk about the president? And uh, most people are going to be like, no. Click. Right. And then uh, some people are going to be like, fuck yeah. But it's not going to be his supporters. Right. Because the, the supporters people who have the opportunity like, yeah. to, uh, yeah. Like, is, so you're just going to give this poll. Like, but it's going to be, it's like how the exit polls for this election in 2016, but also um, Bush's re-election. Right. Because people, the people that voted this way don't want to talk to pollsters. Right. Like, there's there's historical precedent for that. So, like, like polls just well, mean Well, you saw, I, I mean, they, they couldn't have been more wrong with the polling the last time around. Well, I mean, do you remember the exit polls from uh, Bush's re-election? He was winning, uh, Kerry was winning by a landslide. You mean in exit polls are the polls right before they go to vote? Exit polls are the, no, they're exiting the polls. So they poll, they they vote, and then leave. Who'd you vote for? But oh, it's only people, people who want to say something to the. And so uh, a lot of people okay. voted for Bush, but because of the negative press Bush was getting, they didn't want to admit, they didn't to admit it. that they were voting for Bush because uh, of all the okay. negative press he was getting. But it, this was, I, I believe, yeah, it was right after the Iraq War started. Right, that was the right. end of the first term. Right, am I getting my timeline right, or is, or is it just Afghanistan? This predates me reading the newspaper. Wait, the Iraq War? That was uh, 2004. And so that would be first term. So yeah, it was like right after that mess, but before all the evidence came out, but a lot of people were angry at it. But I, I don't think people trusted Kerry to be as strong with ISIS post 9-11. I think that was a big part of it. But because it was starting to seem like the Iraq War was horseshit, um, people didn't want to admit they voted for Bush because they thought they were safer under Bush. Sorry, that right. was 2003. Uh, isn't there a stat, though, where no sitting president has ever lost an election in well, wartime? wartime? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, what I'm saying is the exit polls during that election showed that Kerry was going to win. Yeah, nobody wants to admit they're voting for the guy who's bringing them into an illegal war. Mm. Yeah. All right, so just to go back to the whole impeachment, the whole impeachment inquiry, so now Trump has somewhat refused to kind of go along with it, which we're going to break down in a second. But the way I understand that thus far is that they haven't actually voted on an inquiry. By the way, Pompeo yes. is such a like a red-faced Irish grandfather, like lying about <laughs> where he is on Christmas when he's just at the bar drinking. You Doesn't think, he, like, you just think he's his, just a guy who drinks and his, so... His look is just like such a well, shyster he's got, drunk. He's got the red, the yeah, red he's cheeks. He's the fat, rosy cheeks. Yeah. He's just like... Sitting at the bar, talking to his, like, texting his wife, like, yeah, yeah, I'm stuck in traffic. And he's always, like, a little bit lost about the details yeah. on any of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that much of him, but I, I get... I, I was I, watching yeah. something with him today, and then they started talking about this stuff. And he started talking about... And he's about, always a little bit disheveled, like he's got, like, a folder in his hand that he's trying to, like, hold up or whatever. Well, they they they, they cross him, and they go, like, uh, just, like, in the news, they just say, well, there's no evidence that... Joe Biden or Hunter Biden did anything wrong, which there isn't. Right. There is no evidence that either of those people did anything wrong. And uh, he just goes, you guys, all of you guys keep parading that out there. It's almost like you work for the DNC. Now, this is on PBS he's saying this. I was like, this dude just, you didn't need to go that far. I'd be like, look, yeah, there's no, he, here's how he could have done that. Right. There's okay. no evidence of it because nobody's investigating it. Right. Would have been fine. But he's just like this, like, got to be this overblown P.T. Barnum, look over here, shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a fucking nonsense. They're all nonsense people. Like, 
It really is like just at the end of the day, it was just like I was just like I was like you had me. They were talking about the they were talking about Turkey, and uh, I kind of got his point on pulling the troops out of uh, the Kurdish yeah region of Syria there, and I kind of got his point. But then he they asked him about that, and he was just like, "Look over here, oh a bunny." You know what I mean? Like it was just fucking nonsense. Like it's just like, and like I got his point of pulling out. It was just like, yeah, like we were our interests have diverged. Uh, we were only working with these people who we shouldn't have been working with because Turkey's a NATO ally and they view them as terrorists. But we were working with them for American interests because they were fighting ISIS. We, we don't really need to continue to fight ISIS. Uh, they're they're mostly stamped. So out fuck the them. Yeah. So that's never never take American arms like and be like when they go, hey, we're gonna back you. We just need you to go fight for us mm-hmm. for a little bit, and then we'll convince our people. They fuck those guys every single time. Every time. Every single time. And, that, and they that's fall what's weird for is that the news is acting like this is new. Yeah, but isn't that what creates ISIS? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't yes. that what we well, do I, every well, time? Well, it'll be a new ISIS. Yeah. At Mexican some point. ISIS. Yeah. Mexican ISIS. Yeah. Mexican ISIS. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Comes in like watermelon flavors or something. It's got chili powder on the top. Yeah, a little spicy <laughs> with the sweet mixed together. All right. I know what so, we're calling this episode. <laughs> the way I understand this, so they haven't voted on an inquiry, but yet they're going, "Hey, he's not complying with our inquiry." And so, what's ambiguous about that is like, so wait, if two people in Congress decide that they want to impeach the president, they could start summoning him and going, he's not complying. Like, I would think there has to be some sort of a rule and standard by which Congress votes, hey, we're now, like, we're all on board with this inquiry. Well, that's, majority that's, that's involved what the White in the House is saying, that they that's have what, to do it. That's what the White House is saying, and that's also where we're back to this, we're inventing rules. How is that not figured out? How is that not a black and white thing? Wait, so can they do an impeachment inquiry? How no many people precedent. do they need? Well, there's precedent before for impeachment. Or this shouldn't, no, because, this shouldn't be um, a new I, thing. I believe when Clinton was impeached, the Republicans had both the House and the Senate. So what, this and is I the, think this they, is the I first think they, time? I remember the vote for impeachment. But, okay, but how do oh, you... Oh, but I don't know about the... I don't remember there being a okay. vote for the inquiry. How, how do you You're not... Right. How is this not thought ahead? Like, if there's going to be a, a thing called impeachment, mm-hmm. and it starts with, the, with Congress, mm-hmm. so what's the protocol? Can two people start an impeachment inquiry? What does an inquiry mean? To what extent does the White House have? Like, this should not be gray area. It should be very black and white. Hey, Congress votes. If a majority of Congress votes, then they can subpoena the White House and the White House has to comply. Mm-hmm. If X amount of people don't vote, like, you know what I mean? There should yeah, be no otherwise, ambiguity Otherwise, here. you can just really have a president answering for everything constantly. If it's, yeah, if, if like There you said, should no be point. no ambiguity here. This yeah. should be a black and white procedural thing of mm-hmm. here is the procedure for how you impeach a president. It mm-hmm. starts with X. Well, do we have the criteria for X? Well, then we can't, you know what I mean? But what you have here is you got this ambiguous thing, and I don't know the way it works. I, I mean, I'm trying to follow this. So do you need a majority to vote to start an inquiry? Or how many people do you need in order for there to be an inquiry? D- is a president obligated to comply with that? So now I want to read just some of what I, like some of the things that I've read. Um, so here was the first one. The White House sent House Democrats a letter Tuesday saying it would not cooperate in the impeachment inquiry of President Trump, claiming the investigation lacks legitimate constitutional foundation and any pretense of fairness. Earlier in the day, the White House blocked Gordon Sondland, the U.S. ambassador of the European Union, from testifying to Congress about Trump's effort to pressure Ukraine to investigate former President Vice, uh, Joe Biden, a political ri- rival. And I almost think, wouldn't it be weird if they did participate? Can you imagine if your boss was looking to fire you, and you're like, alright, we're gonna sit down, and I'm gonna help him see if he can find out some ev- evidence of fireable offenses? Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna look through my emails. We know that there's something really terrible that I've done, so we're yeah. gonna look together. Now, this is the next funny part. Trump has said that he's holding Congress in contempt of holding him in contempt. 
which almost feels to me like you're in a courtroom with two gavels. You yeah. know, like the first guy's like order in the court, and then the next guy's like, hey, quit banging things, quit it's banging it's things. It's just Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> Did you watch? I never really watched that show, but it always looks silly. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I loved uh, Venture Brothers. Is one of my is oh, my yeah. favorite show. Well, probably my. I think second... that's the best character-driven television show in the last twenty years. Also, they kind of I think. Things that are now a little bit normal in comedy, they did kind of kickstart. Yeah. Firstly, they were early to the superhero landscape. Now, like, superhero and making fun of superheroes is norm. They had superhero universe years before Marvel existed. Very postmodern-y, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that it was the ongoing storylines, and I don't know, that tickled my brain in the next way, in the you know, in the the right way. And you get attached to all the characters, even though they're cartoons and... It does it shouldn't matter if you never watch Venture Brothers? Here's my top comedies of all time. My personal, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia for the years that it was good was mm-hmm. the all time best. Okay, Venture Brothers comes in number two, uh, and then I don't know where it goes from there. Oh, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Market. The That's first a two great seasons. show. I even like the third. I didn't like the third. It's the not third, great. It's not great, but the first two seasons the, are the fantastic. third fell off. The first two were. I'll fantastic. throw you if you like a yeah. British comedy. I'll throw you one. It's hard to find. You're okay. gonna have to look for it. There's a show called Ideal about this fat guy who sells weed out of his apartment. Seven seasons, but you know, six episode British seasons. Okay. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's just it just gets weirder and weirder. It all takes place in like this one building. Yeah. Starts in one apartment, then the next season they go to another apartment in the building. Right. And it's just fucking bizarre. It's a great show. I gotta say from there, I don't think I have a ranking. There are just some scattered shows that I've liked. Yeah. Which includes Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah. Uh Seinfeld. Community. Yeah. Seinfeld. Community's Seinfeld's good. not Community's, like. Community's, I think, a little underrated. Well, Community was great until uh, what's his name got fired, and then first it, three yeah. seasons or so. Oh, Rick and Morty, I love. Rick and Morty's great. Rick Fe- and Morty's probably my favorite shit that's still actively. Yeah, future. Out. Yeah, Futurama. At, at one point, I loved early first, Family Guy. First, the, yeah, the first run of Futurama on Fox is great. Yeah, and then after that, yeah, the early Family Guys, and then it just that's the thing is a lot of these shows. I'll tell you, like South Park, still fine. South Park is um is the only one listen, that still feels yeah. like because it's still the same guys writing it, so it still feels the same. South Park is I, I like I will never say South Park's not funny. Mm-hmm. I will never say South Park's not brilliant. Mm-hmm. South Park is not a show that I've watched where I'm like, oh, the new episode's coming out, I got to see it. That's You're insane. Show. And that's like if I come across South Park and it's on, more often than not, I enjoy it, but I don't feel the compulsion to watch. All of South Park. South Park is the one defining show of our generation. Period. It's it's not The Simpsons. That fell off 15 seasons ago. South Park is 300 episodes in as of last night, 20 seasons in, and it is still relevant, poignant, and getting the same numbers week in and week out in an age where TV has been decimated. And they still got integrity. <laughs> okay. So now, here's the next thing I kind of like about this impeachment inquiry. So they're doing the inquiry, and they go, hey, you have to you have to participate, right? Mm-hmm. That's their thing. You have to participate. And it kind of feels to me like it's the taxes thing, where they were like, hey, everyone releases them. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, well, you have to. And he's like, well, who said? And they're like, well, everyone's done that, so it's not fair yeah. if you don't. And he's like, yeah, I'm from New York, so you really should isn't a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I have to, I will, but it doesn't sound like I have to. It is kind of this true thing with, like, just like, they're just like, well, everybody else does it. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah okay. I'm not, I'm not well, I'm not going to do guys. it. Yeah. Like, make me. Yeah. So it's like, we need I like a, how yeah. like I like how uh, Mike Pence is also just like, yeah, I'm not giving up my taxes either. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, me too. Yeah, why not? not? He just broke precedent. Like, maybe this was a precedent where everyone else was just cooperative, and he came along, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, oh, fuck. He, like, I guess he doesn't have to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he doesn't have to. 
We never had to because that's a that's like a relatively new thing. That's like since that's post Reagan, right? It's probably post Bush. I think you know what I mean. Like the tax returns thing. I really doubt. It's probably post the first Bush that and then, they all were doing that. I'm hoping it goes to the Supreme Court and it's on one of the days when uh, Ginsburg's mouth's not working and she's drooling and someone has to be like, I think that's in our favor. It's rolling out the left side. <laughs> she, she's like a groundhog now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> drool out the left right. side for yes, drool out the yeah. right, left side for no. Right, well, I'm not going to say anything funnier than that. I'm going to take off from here. No, 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 no. you got to hang out till the end now. Oh, all right. I got good talk. You're in it till the end. Oh. Buckle up, buddy. No leaving. No? I, got, I got I got fun topics coming up. We're almost we're almost done with the uh, right. with the uh, Trump inquiry. You need another beer. I feel like that's what's going on here. No, I was gonna take off around now. No, no, no. You, now you're in it. Now yeah, you're yeah. in it. You're you're in right. it till the end. Let's go. Buckle up. We're All at right, hour one. One beer. No, nah. just one beer left. Two beers. Bring bring the man some beers. <laughs> Give me a beer. Bring the man some beers. All right. Here's the last uh, the last thing on. Uh, well, two more things on the constitutional crisis. And then we're going to move on to a little bit of the foreign wars and then okay. some more, uh, some softer shit. All right. You're going to like what's coming. I promise okay. you. All right. So the next thing I thought I loved was the worst that Congress can do mm-hmm. is say that he's in contempt of Congress mm-hmm. or anyone who doesn't give testimony, anyone who doesn't respond to like their, whatever their things are. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that they can do is say that they are in contempt of Congress. Now being in contempt of Congress is essentially Congress being mad at you for not showing up. Now, what happens when you are declared in contempt of Congress? It gets passed on to Bill Barr, who can basically go, hey, listen, they're mad at you, so why don't you just not go over there for a little bit? Mm. <laughs> like that, So that's where like, it kind of becomes unraveled of who exactly has power here. And, who, and then the other thing that's ridiculous is that they're calling it a constitutional crisis. I don't think this is, this is not a constitutional crisis. Well, basically, I mean... Firstly, a constitutional crisis basically means that that perfect document we don't even really follow doesn't cover this specific thing. Yeah. That's basically what they're proclaiming. Okay. Um, all right. Now, what I like about Trump is that I think he's willing to overlook things. He more will just push back. And the ultimate example of that was, uh, I don't know if you, in that d- debate, the Clintons tried to play the card of, hey, Trump does creepy things to women. And he goes, listen, you want to talk about creepy things towards women. Let's talk about what your husband did. And he shot it down because right then and there, Clinton realized, okay, we can't play this card because he's going to come back tenfold. Mm-hmm. And he kind of made it clear, like, listen, I don't need to get into this, but if you want to get into this, we're, we'll we're going to yeah. get into this. So now Clinton's kind of jumping on the train here a little bit of uh, going after Trump for being corrupt. People are being saying, hey, maybe she even wants to make a comeback. She wants to run again, mm-hmm. which uh, I think would just well, be re- too late now. It would just be ridiculously boring. It would just be so boring to watch her lose again to Trump. Like, there's just, it's just boring. Well, I mean, if she was going to run, she'd run in four years, right? Nah, why wouldn't she run now? She's going to jump into the primary now? Yeah, why not? She can jump in late. How late can you? I, I don't think you. I, I don't she know could run how, as an independent. Yeah, she probably could too. But that, I think would, there's going to be yeah. an independent candidate running, and I don't think they realize how many. There's a weird thing is like, I don't think. Democrats realize how many Republicans, because they just think of them as um, a monolith. Yeah, they don't realize how many Republicans voted for uh, Hillary because they felt like they needed to vote, and they just wouldn't vote for Trump. Right. There were a lot, and it was not a reported thing, but I anecdotally knew a bunch, and I've like read a little bit about it. There was a lot of never Trump Republicans who right. voted for Hillary Clinton or a third party candidate. So like I'd be like if you if you threw a Mitt Romney up there running. Right. You'd be shocked how many votes got pulled from the Democratic Party. Like, I, 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 I honestly think, do believe I think that. Mark Cuban would win in a landslide. 
if as a third party right now? I can't think of too many other people that if they showed up would just take it down. Yeah, but he wouldn't do it. I know he wouldn't do it, but it, it, especially if he ran as a Democrat, he would have it. No questions. Hmm. I think he would just take that down. You don't think if he ran as an independent, he'd have a No, chance? I think he could also win, but not as easily, mostly because you just don't have all that money infrastructure. Well, he's got enough money. Yeah. How much money? Can, can, you can throw a billion at a campaign and be even, basically, with what, what, what a presidential candidate. I mean, they don't spend more than a billion dollars running. I think... No, it's like in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, so if you want yeah. to just throw a billion at it, you're you're at even. Mm. You're even. All right. Anyways, so I get the feeling with Trump that now that like it's a bit of a race against the clock here. Um, I think the reason why he's pulling us out of Syria is in part that he's been willing to play ball with the military industrial complex, mm-hmm. and now that they're the CIA is going after him and they're making up these claims of hey we were on the phone and there's quid pro quo and they're working with the democrats to try and unseat him and try and get him impeached i think he's going to start pushing really hard and hey i want to unravel the ukraine democratic relationship what went on at the beginning like i think he's going to really i think he almost he's willing to like let things slide unless you pressure him Mm -hmm. and then he'll fucking come back hard I think that's part of why he finally, out of nowhere, he decided, hey, we're getting out of Syria. I don't think that's by accident. I think no, he's... No, I mean, they've been talking about getting out of Syria for No, but a I year. think the timing is that because they did this, he's like, well, then fuck the military-industrial complex. Like, mm. I've been trying to kind of, like, let you guys do your thing, but if you're going to do that, that's it. No wars. Yeah. I think that's what's going on there. Well, what's crazy is he's going to be the guy who... He's going to be able to stand on a stage. That's a, that's what his I think his main thing against Biden will yeah. be. Is that he was going to be able to stand across from Biden and be like, I'm the first president since Jimmy Carter to not start a new war in my first term, and you voted for the Iraq war. Yeah. And he's going to be able to say that about a bunch of people that are, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, I think he's, I think he's not going to lose. Like, I, I think in so, general election. So to be, to just want to make this clear, Tulsi Gabbard is pretty much donezo. Uh, I believe so. She's I mean, the she's yeah. the only one I've seen. I thought she could have beat Trump in a general election. Yeah, but, her yeah. and her and Yang Gang are the only two I've Yang looked Gang? at. Who I don't think Yang Andrew Gang? Yang can beat Trump in a general. No, nah, yeah, he can't. I don't think one. I think mm. I don't think he has it in him. I I like the guy, but that dividend is like everybody, even people who want that thousand bucks think it's retarded. Bro, I want that thousand bucks, and I think it's great. Straight up, dude. And there's a lot of guys out there like me. Right, who are thirty years and younger, who just here? Yeah, we get fucking thirty years and younger. Yeah, I'm thirty one. Okay, listen, Harrington, be out on the street. They can fucking vote. He's got his ear to the cement. He's hearing what the underclasses are saying, and a thousand dollars a month that gets you a fair amount of heroin. You can fall asleep anywhere all the time. (laughs) You don't even have to worry about getting that roof, bro. I already hit him up. I DM'd him. I was like, "Yo, let me let me get that G." Let me get that G stack, gang. I know you got it. That's right. good. So to take to a be look, fair, he thought it was an Asian prostitute. To take a look at the situation in Turkey, my first thought is it's impressive how many groups you forget about that hate each other out there. The Kurds? Like I didn't even remember. I didn't even know the Kurds were thing. I don't. I thought the Kurds were only like, in Iraq. I I had no idea. Like it's amazing. It's it's like uh. I don't know. It's like a constant. I was joking online. It's like a constant Royal Rumble where it's like the fight just always needs to go on. Yeah. And then it's like the announcer's like, and now Turkey and the Kurds are going at it. Like, it's just, it's constant. Yeah. Like, it's almost incredible how much fighting those people, like how much they all just hate each other. 
Every like I didn't even realize there were these two groups. I didn't know this till a week ago. Mm-hmm. By a week ago, I meant three days ago. So it might have even been two days ago. Haven't the Kurds literally been fighting since they were a people, like for thousands of years? The Kurds constantly? are Jews if Jews were Muslims. Oh, because like, that's the hates best them? way to describe the even Kurds. all the Muslims hate them. Yeah, they're, they're the, the most hated. They're the Kurds of the Muslims. Yeah, they're the Jews of the Muslims. I get it. All right, so here was a quote. What he fails to appreciate, this is about uh, Trump pulling out troops, is the presence, of U- the presence of U.S. troops can be what prevents a war from getting bigger and more deadly and more terrible, and then abandoning allies so recklessly will do di- serious damage to America's ability to fight wars in the future, which, like, great, I don't want to fight any wars. So yeah. that, that sounds like a working strategy to me. Now, the Kurds are apparently 28 million people without a nations, which kind of sounds to me it's like a Palestinian-type situation where they're, like, stuck within these other countries. No, they're Jews. They're still wandering the desert. Right. I feel like the Middle East is like a snow globe, and they just need to shake it up. Like, we need an alien to come and just be like, all right, you guys are going to be over here. You're going to be over here. You're going to be over there. No touching anybody else's side. Now, no one's going to do that. I don't think any aliens are going to come to Earth, but it's just amazing how, like, in this age, there's so many displaced people from a country that they feel like should be there. It, it, I don't know. It just seems so... Well, it's the fucking Middle East. I mean, but countries make no sense anyway. You mean just generally... Just generally. Yeah, well... The annexation of Crimea makes no sense. I mean, we talked about it a little right. while ago, but it's like... like Apparently, there was a lot of money because Crimea is on that ocean, and there's like billions of dollars in natural gas. Mm. Like that was like that wasn't like a little small. Hey, we took this little crappy area. Mm. That's the same thing with Syria. It's like a port, major port access for all the Middle East. Mm. What I also heard about Iraq. This is like the geopolitics shit that I just I don't know much about. But wasn't there like a massive mineral deposit under Afghanistan? Yeah, I heard there's a ton of minerals in Afghanistan. But the reason I heard Iraq is so important to the U.S. 90% 90% of the water in the Middle East flows through Iraq with, like, the Tigris and the Euphrates. Mm. So if you control Iraq, you actually control the entire region because you can cut off anyone's water supply. Hmm. Like, that's the most strategic uh, point. And then what I heard further than that is that we, in some ways, actually went one World War II because the Germans ran out of uh, ran out of gas. Like, their tanks. They literally ran out of gas. Okay. And they were a stronger army, but they didn't have enough gas to literally run their army. And ever since then, we realized, hey, the most important thing is like just controlling the gas stockpiles, which now might be different because you have alternative energies. Um, I mean, not for a tank. Well, I, I mean, we're we're arming our subs with nukes. We have nuclear technology for subs. That's true. So, I mean, I don't know to what extent. I'd imagine you, can, you could like, do it for a carrier too. Then, yeah. Or, uh, but here's the thing: you yeah. don't want to really have that shit on, like vehicles right i don't know i, I don't know enough about mm. I, i'm uh i got some conspiracy theories rattling in my brain when it comes to nuclear power um okay, okay. yeah which i think and i say this i okay i think nuclear technology is probably fairly advanced in this day and age okay and all this talk that you hear about carbon if you're really concerned about carbon nuclear is carbon free well, now, I think it's hard to sell nuclear uh, because of less the disasters, than six years because of Fukushima. Well, yes, I think you could do it with Three Mile Island and um, what's the Russian one that gave everybody thyroid cancer? I'm just saying Chernobyl. At the same time that they'd say, "Hey, we can't have nuclear technology; it's too dangerous." The most advanced military military technology in the world is powered. A submarine is powered by nuclear technology. True. So you have isolated nuclear technology that can like they can just power some small thing. And the most important thing in the world to our government is being powered by nuclear technology. 
And it's not, you know what I mean? It's not a whole city. It's a little tiny thing. So, I mean, how advanced is that technology? Do you have the equivalent of a generator that's nuclear power based that I could just power my building on end? Like, you know what I mean? I have no idea how advanced this technology mm. is, but if government is relying on that for its most important resource, it must be pretty good. I, but like I said, Are submarines I, I the government's most important resource? I would think they're nuclear submarines. That's like I most of like if we were I think if we were to go to war with someone we're firing nukes at them I think they're all coming off the submarines I think they got three submarines they're traveling the globe I, all the time mm -hmm. and that's what's packed with enough of an arsenal to wipe out everybody and those and are, they're running on nuke too and they're running on nuclear power mm -hmm. I'm gonna be talking out of my ass here I mean I really might be talking I out know of my there ass. are a lot of submarines that have nuclear warheads right yeah. No, I think there's and those are also powered by nuclear energy. Yeah, I, I don't know why, why are they powering aircraft carriers with that then? I think here's the only thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. Maybe the fact that they're in the ocean has a cooling element. Oh, because they're underwater. Maybe, but like uh, now I'm really talking out of my ass. You think I know the science of nuclear mm. technology? Yeah, all my it's... knowledge of nuclear technology comes from that movie Chain Reaction with Keanu Reeves. That was from good, I like that movie. It's a terrible movie. When I was a kid, though, I don't know. That was Morgan Freeman. You're like you're two years younger it. than me, <laughs> so I think you're just young enough where you didn't see like this is retarded. <laughs> oh no! And then there was that the cold bathtub scene yeah. and the walking on uh, the ice mm. and uh, breaking in last minute as the door's coming down. The door was coming down. He slid oh, yeah, under at the true, last yeah. second. He did get it. That that yeah. was cool as fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves in the same movie. I mean, I mean, figure. how I you know, it's incredible to me that uh Keanu's back on top as an A-lister. He's such a goofball actor. He's just not like it's not I, I Hey Aaron, Rob, when was he ever not on top? It's my question. Yeah, that's a good point. Keanu has always been on top. He had a little bit of a lull there when? between the Matrixes and Jonathan yeah. Wick. Oh, oh, you mean when he was like fucking being Shane Falco and the motherfucking replacements? That was a good movie. Fucking slinging the ball over the yard in one of the best football movies of all time. That was a good movie. I never saw that movie. But what else? But then he had the the Constantine movie. Yeah, that was, shit was hot. Yeah, that was hot. I liked it too, but yeah. you know, yeah. people didn't. There was the one. <laughs> you know, there was that movie where he was sliding into Sandra Bullock's DMs through the magic mailbox. That shit was kind of tight. The I net? Had, I didn't see. Nah, that. dog. It was like there was like a it was like a cabin, and he would just like put letters in a mailbox, and oh, then the time she, traveler shit. She would like send him titties in the mailbox. I want to get some titties yeah, in my yo. mailbox. When you get when you get mailbox Wait, is it speed titty four? <laughs> Are you talking about speed four? What what other movie? Speed four. We're on meth. What other movies? <laughs> what other movies? Uh, I'm looking it up right now, dude. He is fucking. He's... No, he he directed some uh, Asian movie that was terrible, which was his first. Oh, and they recut movie. it with him in it. Yeah, no, like that was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he made a comeback with the uh, John Wick movies, which are fun, but like no, no, okay, no. they're more than just fun. Bruh. Whatever. The John Wick movies are fantastic. All right, if you're like, come on, of all the popcorn horse shit we're putting out. As far as it's, movies go. They're perfect. Get they're out of here. They're kind of the best of them. All but right. I'll take the John Wick movies over all 20 Marvel movies. Like if right. you had to tell me one of those things was going to disappear, I'm like, give me the John Wick movies. All right. Yeah, the only the only test for me is John Wick vs. Fast and Furious. No, John Wick is Bru far superior. Only three John Wick movies. There's like 10 of them Fast and Furious movies, especially if you count Hobbs and Shaw. Every one... Of the John Wick movies. You know what's great? It's equivalent to four other actors. That's the, garbage. The Fast and Furious movies. 
I mean, the first one was like you were in high school. It was dumb, but whatever. There were titties and fast cars. You were kind of. There was into no titties. It. There's never been titties. Never, titties. never once. PG 13. No, Asses. you weren't seeing titties, but you were seeing like the. There was that hot Asian hot chick, chick yeah. standing in the fucking road. This yeah, was yeah, pre yeah. getting a shit ton of oh, porn yeah, days. That, that was a bit. Chick. That was a Hell big yeah. deal. That Asian chick in the middle of the road. Yeah. And just and great then she walked shots. over to the fucking loser and mm -hmm. she's like, if you win, I'll blow you in your car. And you're like, man, I can get myself a fast car and some hot Asian chicks are going to blow me. Hell yeah. That's what you were thinking when you were a kid. I mean, obviously that wasn't true. That's what all those Asian kids were thinking. That's why they kitted out those Honda Civics. Yeah. <laughs> the neon lights in the bottom of the ship. They, they really invested yeah, themselves yeah. in that. Like, yo, if I put these neon lights in the bottom of my car, some chick will blow me inside it. Yo, yeah. so check this out. Keanu, after the fucking Matrix movies, right? Is that right? the proper enunciation? Keanu? Who cares, man? Yo, 2003, he does Matrix Revolutions. After that, okay. something's got to give. Underrated Jack Nicholson comedy. Um, I never saw no it. No idea what that is. Yeah, I don't even know what it he is. He was in something called Ellie Parker with his band Dog Star. So he was just out there touring, living that rock star oh, life. Oh, yeah, he was, he was in a band for a while. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, Constantine, shit was hot. Scanner was hot. Darkly, shit Scanner was hot. Scanner Darkly was hot. Dog. I didn't see that. It's uh, Philip K. Dick. Uh, it's, um, what's that called? A cell shaded movie? Pretty good. It's okay. like Waking Life. Uh, it's or better that, than Waking Life. Or that, yeah, but I'm saying that style of animation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that new one, Undone, on Amazon Prime. Watched yeah. the first episode of that last night. Okay. Pretty tight. We hit um, one of the autistic nerves in Harrington here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, okay. Street Kings. Didn't Street Kings it. was all right. You I can't like fuck Street with Kings. Street Kings, dog. I like Street Kings. Yo, he had the money in the wall. There was another movie that came out Biker the Boys. same year as Street Kings. Hold on. There was another movie that came out the same year as Street Kings that was trying to be like Street Kings. But it was like trying to be artsy Street Kings with Joaquin Phoenix, and that shit sucked. It wasn't Biker Boys. No, no, no. There was a movie that came out the same year as Street Kings, or around that time, with Joaquin Phoenix. We own the night or some fucking oh, shit. Oh, that shit with Mark Wahlberg when that Mark Wahlberg's his whack. brother. Yeah, that shit was whack. Yeah, but you get to see Eva Mendez titties though for the first time. That's all right though. That shit was all right. Uh, but that shit was fucking whack. <laughs> that shit was all right. And then fucking Street Kings came out, and it looked like the same movie, but then Street Kings was fire. Yo, but they like, had the money in the walls. Exactly. All right. Shit was I, all right. All right. I've um, heard about Money in the Walls now four times. What else do you got? Uh, all right. The Day the Earth Stood Still remake. Eh. Solid. Can I just say, I like the, the first The Day the Earth Stood Still, the black and white. I don't know why I randomly saw that. I've, like, yeah, I've actually I, never seen that, but great. it's a great premise for a film. Great movie. Klaatu, Barada, Niktu still raises but, the hairs on the back of my neck. Yeah, I, I didn't really like the uh, the second one, but the first one I thought was an incredible movie. Okay. Okay. It's um, very artsy of me. FYI, you know? after okay. that, 47 yeah. Ronin. Yeah, that was the shit one. The samurai movie? Yeah, that was the shit one. That was the one that I never saw that, but that yeah. shit was hot. Universally panned. Nah, that shit was but hot. But that's Man. based on You just love him. Dog. There was, was forty seven Ronins. All right, all right. No, no, that's all right. a what that's else? a folklore thing. What and, else? Move on. I and don't then care. immediately after that, John Wick. But John Wick, he must be making serious money on because he's he's producer director too, I think. Yeah, and he's get yeah he's he's the executive producer of the yeah. TV show that's coming out for Showtime. Oh, he's, he's, it, yeah, yeah, he's making like how much? All right, how yeah, much he, you want to guess he's worth? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Let's say a hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, I was thinking two hundred. Two hundred's high, but I'm gonna go high. I think he's got. He was definitely getting points for that. Uh, he was definitely getting points for the Matrix too. But I'm I gonna bet. say I'm gonna say celebrity net worth will put him between 150 and 200 million dollars. Yeah, but I'm thinking if you look at it, it's probably more John Wick money because you get backloaded. Like when you start really, I don't know, man. The Matrix things, was the biggest fucking movie of all time. At yeah, the but time. he he was just in it. It was literal. The yeah, but oh, if you yeah. get any merchandise points for that, no, which I'm probably, sure he probably didn't. 
Mm, he was a big enough star at that time. He got to ask for at least like, you know, maybe. I mean, dude, Jack Nicholson made $85 million on Joker in 1989. And you know, he sued yeah. DC Comics for more money. For real? He said that uh, they owe him money because his portrayal of the Joker Influenced. raised Batman sales of the comic. Now, the Batman movie raised the Batman sales, but um, every time a movie comes out, Every time a comic book movie, he was the out, second the Batman Sanskrit. movie, right? First one, the first one. He was the oh, the Penguin yeah. was in that one also, though. No, no Penguin was, was the second, second one with Catwoman. It's oh. Batman Returns. What was the uh, and okay. Walken was the guy in the second one? You're thinking of maybe? Yeah. Who was the Batman in the first one? It was also it was the, Michael Keaton in those first two movies, oh, yeah. and then Val okay. Kilmer was the next Batman. Yeah, the Val after Kilmer that. one was weird. That was the Riddler. Yeah, no Batman. Uh, John Wick, three hundred sixty million dollars is yeah. his estimated net worth. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. wow. We yeah, both totally. were down. I win yeah. according to Price's Right rules. Yeah, you definitely have more faith in Keanu. All right, moving on. I want to talk about that little uh, girl from The Exorcist who spoke at the UN a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh, we, the we Parge face. We have not Parge face. That's great. Yeah. Does she look like she's still in? Yeah, yeah. That bears? is that is great. It's a Parge face bitch, right? Oh, there. did you come up with that? Yeah, she's a Parge that face. That is great. Bitch. Parge face. Okay, so play play this because I thought this was great, and then she let's get like into a it. Fish right there, where Harrington stopped it. Today. Actually, someone did a better version of this. Yeah, this is the someone did a better version of this. I like, I hate this. Okay, go right on. I like hate her. Okay, like, and I believe in climate change. I'm not one okay. of these guys who doesn't believe in climate change. But it's just like, um, why am I supposed to listen to this little girl? First of all, can actually Harrington, can you try to find? There was an interview with her on the PBS NewsHour, and they ask her if, they go, do you think your autism like makes you more in tune with this? And she's like, probably. I was like, shut the fuck up. Autism is not a superpower. Right. We all believe in climate change. Dog, I've seen the predator. Yeah. We all believe in climate change, you fucking jerk off. Like, do you not believe in climate change, Robbie? Um, I know you're not allowed um, to say that on the other podcast. No, no, I'm going to say I'm a skeptic, but I, we don't have to get into that. No, whole, but like you uh, believe that there's a I, look. Here's a, here's no, I'll my, tell you. I'll tell you what I believe. Okay, I'll tell you what I believe. Let's go. I don't think that people should just be allowed to pollute, and that there should be no price for pollution. No, yeah, that's why I got I, my heart ring. I do not believe that scientists are so smart that they've figured out models that they can prove that climate change is pr- is caused by carbon. And that there's going to be disastrous. Oh, you effects. found the quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, humans are social animals. We follow the stream, and since no one else is behaving like this is a crisis, we think uh, we see that, and we think then I should probably believe as they do. Thunberg said, "I'm on the autism spectrum. I don't usually follow social coding, and so therefore I go my own way. I respect that 100. Well, percent You respect? I, yes, I do." I, I think that there is a certain thing where it's like, yo, if you believe that we are just lemmings walking off of a cliff and your autism is the one thing making you question lemming mentality, then yeah, no, sure. You have to see like in the video, there's a video of this. And they go, do you think this makes you more in tune with climate change? And that like they, they've changed yeah. this. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. We're talking about interviewing a little girl with autism, seeing her say it versus reading those words in print. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what like, I want to know is where do they find these child actors and who's writing their speeches? <laughs> because this is yeah. almost as convincing. She's a crisis as, actor. Yeah, this is almost as what I, as convincing as the things I've seen after those school shootings, you know? <laughs> when they're all like, oh, and someone got shot. And, you know, th- th- this is good, some good. This is child acting at its best. Somebody finds these fucking people. And I also love this way you were saying that scientists are like, we've been, uh, listen, we've, we've been talking about these risks for years. They didn't believe us. And they're like, all right, well, we got an angry girl here. Like, let's convey... Yeah, yeah, yeah all important messages through small children like I think that should be the next thing we'll do an America's Got Talent for Outrage well the weird thing is like all the previous climate models though just didn't like I believe that something is going on but all the they've missed their mark a bunch you know what I mean and I I just think it's gonna be it's not gonna be reduction that's not gonna be what solves climate change it's never gonna be like there's gonna be some geoengineering yes there's gonna be it's like they have Dude, they have like a bunch of different ideas. Like, you can literally genetically modify crops that are already gen- genetically modified to just be shinier right. and cool the earth half a degree. You mean to reflect all the light? Yeah, basically. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, there's like lots of. Yeah. There, there's, you can just put. Um, what the fuck? Is it sulfur dioxide or silver dioxide or silver oxide? We can just fart more. Re- no, released uh, when volcanoes erupt. Okay. And every time a massive volcano oh, erupts. Oh, it like, it's like 10 it, times the amount of carbon that we do in 100 years? No, 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 no. Oh, it, it reduces, it. It re- it's not carbon, it reduces the temperature because it's silver oxide in the air and reflects sunlight. Right. But it's just in the atmosphere. It's like small particles that we would never notice. Right. But the earth cools after something like that. And like, th- there's stuff that people have been researching for decades that if this continues to be a problem with warming. We'll figure it out. One of those things is going to be the thing. Yeah. Like, with China and India... Well, put it this way. The economic... giving up... The economic consequence of taking us off fossil fuels will lead to, like... At least it's fucking starvation and people fighting in the streets. Yeah. And the idea that science isn't going to come around this and This chick find is taking a, a fucking solar-powered boat for six weeks from Sweden to here. It's pretty cool. Really? You want to be in a boat for six weeks? What? It's not like a it's not a dope ass carnival cruise solar powered trip. She's on a fucking Do you see the boat she showed up in? No. Google image that please. Maybe that's why she's so mad. Yeah, that's why they she's so ornery. Boat. She's been on a fucking boat for weeks. So anyway, I want to go back to what I was saying. This new standard of us going on outrage it's like take that to its extreme. You're going to start competing to see who can be more outraged. Look, this is our boat. You you got to be on that from fucking nice. from Sweden to America? That looks like a nice boat. That's a nice boat for fucking weeks. It's a sailboat. Yeah, it's a sailboat. You want to be on a fucking tiny sailboat? No, we- bro. It's not a yacht. Wait, wait, let me, let me. That's not dope for six weeks. Yo, but it's got Listen, the fins, though, B. I'm not into that Look boating lifestyle. But people that love being out on the water and on the ocean, I've seen rich people with small ass boats. They just love the water. They love being out there. Now that sounds horrible to me. I'm claustrophobic. I want some fresh sandwiches. I don't want to be shitting in some bucket and dumping it out in the morning. She wants people to not be taking planes, dude. You know, it's like a 60-foot sailboat. That's a fucking big-ass boat. Yeah, that thing is expensive as fuck. That's probably yeah. like a million-dollar boat. You know how much carbon no. is building that? Boat. I don't think it's a mill. 60-footer? No, 60-footer is not a mill. It's not a million, Look. but it might be 100 grand. Well, hold, might hold, be. Pull up a picture of the actual boat again, not this diagram. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just going through the... Okay. That doesn't look like Yo, a boat that bitches be sunbathing by, on. By the way, I no, love it is. how that's some rich people shit right there. I love how like as like the on this whole uh, infograph thing, one of them is just has Aspergers. <laughs> like they're just hammering that. Yeah, home. come on, man, that is not a two week boat. 
No, I don't that, want to be on that boat for dog, two weeks. That could, is a nice-ass boat. I don't want to be on any boat for two weeks. I don't want to be on a fucking carnival cruise for two weeks making diarrhea in my room for six of them, and I don't know what you do for the rest of the cruise. You could comfortably take that boat to Australia. Yeah, that's a nice-ass boat, dude. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably? I, yes. I mean, how often do I agree with Harrington? My my, A good friend of mine, I grew up in Larchmont, which is like, you know, rich people sailing central. Uh, my buddy's dad had set the world record going from like, uh, yeah, it was like America to and I Fiji. Bet his pussy smelled terrible after. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a, it's a grown man. He does all right for himself. I'm just saying, I'm sure his pussy smelled awful. Can you, uh, can you look up the living quarters of that boat? I bet uh, even that's kind of nice. Okay. I mean, that doesn't look that nice right there. Okay. Um, did you do? While you find that, I'm going to continue with this joke. Uh, <laughs> and America's at talent for outrage. <laughs> and you get some kid out there to discuss starvation in young in Yemen, but he's all hungry, so he can't give a good performance. Mm. And so they give him a six, and Yemen doesn't get the funding it needs. Or they can do like an Olymp the the outrage Olympics. You get this kid, and she's all depressed, so she's got a lot of sadness to tap into. Of course, you get some parents of a dead soldier. That's a classic. You get the point. But here's the thing. It's like even like, all right, so Barney Frank is a guy who's a liberal with, I would say, a high level of integrity, right? Okay. We, we can agree on that, right? I don't know him at all. You don't know Congressman Barney Frank? I feel like I've heard the name. You'd have to pull up okay. a picture. I think, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a big, fat, gay-looking weirdo. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad? Yeah, it looks pretty terrible. Bro, I'm homeless. I oh, live there right. in a heartbeat. Uh, sweet. <laughs> you would rather a home than no home. Great, Harry. <laughs> that's fucking super interesting. <laughs> That is way less nice than my apartment. <laughs> That's way less nice than Robbie's apartment, which isn't as nice as my apartment. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, yo. Like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be in transit, nowhere is that is There's I, no you can't stand up inside. Is that better? He's got a deck on the ocean. Is that better or worse than uh than a plane seat? That is worse than a yeah, plane. I mean, premium wait, economy. Wait, wait, wait. Premium wait. economy. Wait, wait, wait. It's not even fucking business Dog. class. You want to spend two weeks in a plane seat? An international no. eating, plane seat? Eating peanuts? I don't want to do any of that. Weeks? I'm just saying, look at my man. is chilling here. My He's got man. the recliner going. All right. I've had enough of this fucking boat this. talk. This is glorious. All right. Next topic I wanted to talk about was, did you see the story about Robert De Niro being sued for like $15 million from his personal assistant? No. What did he okay. do? He so her? No, he didn't. He, he Basically, she saying that he was abusive. We'll, we'll give it a second before we play the audio. Now, I've always heard about Robert De Niro that he doesn't talk to people and that he's very shy. I don't think he's shy. I think he's an angry motherfucker, and he's always he's exactly the way he is on film, and he's 10 seconds away from losing it on you. Mm. But now, if, if, any, if you were to work for Robert De Niro, I would assume I'm going to get paid pretty well to work for a miserable yelling prick. Yeah. I would assume that's the job. And then I would assume... Well, I'll tell you, this yeah. is a, an anecdote thing, right? Robert De Niro being a prick. Um, they filmed um, Bronx Tale right by my dad's restaurant. So he just, like, sent the dishwasher over mm -hmm. and was like, just tell Robert De Niro if he wants to come in with a couple of friends. You know, he said, basically, your chick and, like, you know, a couple, of, couple, a couple of friends. Six people. We'll comp the whole meal. And he just goes, now nah, you got to pay for the entire crew. It's like 150 people. They're filming a fucking Bronx tale. Right. He's like, no. We offered you a dinner for six for free, five blocks from where you're shooting, if you'd like it. And the guy's like, nah, I'll come in, but you got to comp everybody in the whole production. He's just like, it's just, a, just say no. Right. Like, you just want to bankrupt a guy? <laughs> like 150 yeah. people at a small yeah. local restaurant. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. happen. 
Yeah. So anyways, but now what's funny to me is that this chick's complaining about this. If I would receive this voicemail, it would make my life. So play it, Mr. Harrington. And you fucking upset with me because you tell me how nice you have it, your life over there, and you fucking don't answer my call? How dare you? You're, you're, you're about to be fired. You're fucking history. How dare you? With all the good things you do, this is bullshit. After Christmas, fuck this. How dare you fucking disrespect me how, how much you did? You want a fucking another position? You want another position? Then say you want another position. Go off somewhere. But don't, don't fucking get angry with me because I'm pissed off because I didn't get a simple thing that I need right now here out in California when I'm here for less than 24 hours. you got to be fucking kidding me, you spoiled brat. Fuck you. So quit whatever you want. God damn it. How could you fucking say you don't answer? You're, you're upset because you're living in space, you spoiled fucking brat. Tell me that wouldn't make your life to get messages like that from Robert De Niro. He sounded pretty drunk. I would love, but it, it's just hilarious. Yeah. That's like living in a Scorsese film. Listen here, you June, what the fuck are you? That wasn't even that bad. Nah. Just like, and I don't that's know what- we work pre- with Gomez. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also don't know what preceded that. Well, no, I don't know either. Yeah, like also, there's... pull up her face. She just has a face that you want to yell at. I mean, she should be used to it by now in life. And there's the picture. I mean, I had a guy who- um, used to work at my place, and I would be like, I just texted him once. I was like, "Hey, did you move the remote for the TV?" No, it was late at night. It was when I got home from working in the kitchen, right? Right. I was like, "Did you move my remote?" And he complained to everyone we knew that I was a piece of shit for texting him about a remote. Right. And I was just like, I just couldn't find the remote and thought I was crazy. And I was like, hopefully he put it somewhere or saw it. He was in the house earlier when I wasn't there. This dude spazzed. I was just like, all right. Like, I just like, he was like putting up some shelves for me. And I was just like, hey, did you by chance move my remote? Because I couldn't find it to save my life. And I was just, I was throwing a Hail Mary pass. You know what I mean? Like one Mm -hmm. of those. And like, he complained, like some people were just like, who the fuck knows what the fuck he even asked her for that she was furious about? Right. Who the fuck, like people are fucking crazy. Yeah, tell me you wouldn't yell at that lady. Is she a lizard? Is she a dude? She looks like the lost member of Hanson. Yeah. (laughs) She she looks like Tarzan with an eating disorder. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? (laughs) Like a tadpole that just came out of water. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Was converted. (laughs) All right, well, you know, maybe she'll find a new job. Is she Dutch and fucking Icelandic together? Because those are the only two fucking... She, she looks like uh, you ever watch Mr. Robot? Yeah, I was gonna say the the Tyrell Wellick's uh, sister. Mm. All right, next Very topic. She looks face. like Kato Kalen. I don't know any of these people. Kato uh, Kalen. He lives Kato in uh, OJ Simpson's pool house. Uh, that sounds like it must have been fun. Get to hear all the screams and shit. And he was he was definitely black. Kato Kalen was not black. Yeah, you sure? you $100 right now. Set unseen. Set unseen. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. I'm not taking that. No. Bro, you think I got $100? No. Thank you. But I would just get you to do some errands for me. To work <laughs> off $100. Oh, yeah. All right. I see it now. You're right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, I've seen that guy in movies, haven't I? He's been in a bunch of stuff since he's testified in the OJ trial. He was a. Here, here's what's crazy. Imagine you're a struggling actor. So you're working as a waiter. That's him. He looks pretty handsome. You're, you're working as a waiter because you're a struggling actor. Then because your landlord murders a guy, <laughs> and 
Now you're on the national and stage. Wife, now you can get acting work. That's gotta just suck. So, yeah. Who was the black Everyone guy? Everyone needs a break somehow. You're thinking of OJ Simpson. No, 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 no. Who Al was Collins? His, no, his boy, like Roddy Rodelson or something. No, Al Collins. Was it? Yeah. Right? Al Collins. All right. I want to talk about that Amber Geyer dude, chick, who, who? Uh, this lady shot the guy. She thought she was oh, in the cop. her apartment. AJ Collins. Really, she was in the other dude's apartment. Got 10 years. Wait, that's her name? No, that's the guy's name. That, her name was Amber Geyer, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And She uh, was the Giver. She was the Giver. You remember yeah. the Giver from Sci-Fi Channel? No. <laughs> I thought you were making a MacGyver joke. No, no, the Giver. Oh. I think we need better protection in this country for spazzes. I get how that happens. Like, when I hear about people that leave their kids in cars, I'm like, I would do that. My buddy Ray once um, woke up in a jail cell, and apparently he had been banging on a random door saying, hey, I forgot my keys, let me in, let me in. He was two blocks from his house. Really? Yeah. I once had, I was like, I mean, you want to know what's proof of the fact that you shouldn't be driving? I was once in a car in Queens with my friend, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't start the car, and it's like two in the morning, and after 10 minutes we realized we were in someone else's car. <laughs> when we got into my car, did we just drive home? You know it. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that a number of times where I just like I I my girlfriend at the time had just gotten like a new black car and yeah. it like she was gonna like pull in front of the house to like grab me or whatever and I just sat in the shotgun of another different black well, car. I've can done I, that. Can I've I just say? I mean, we were a full two blocks away from where I had parked the car, <laughs> and it's one of the hardest I ever laughed was when I turned to him. I'm like, oh, we're in the wrong car, and like. Like all of a sudden, you know, like when like it's like a paradigm shift where like your illusion, you're like, how did we even end up in this car? Like, <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking? That we just got in here, we sat down. Um, no, that's why. Listen, I'm a putz, I'm a spaz myself, and uh, if you are, don't own a gun. Like, I'm all for going. I'm Mr. She was a cop. Eh, well, yeah, she had just worked a 13 hour shift, and apparently she was like sexting. Uh, so she was like mad distracted when she was like walking in the crib. Oh, she she was, was all boned up. It's not her fault. And she was still in uniform. It she was all ten, hot and bothered. Here's the thing. Is, she walks uh, into a black guy's house and, you know, I mean, it seems like she should have probably blown the guy. It, was, it seems weird that she <laughs> shot him. Right? And she by was the way, just, what a racist. Can we just say, I mean? for all this, like, <laughs> hey, this is racial, when you accidentally murder someone, your first thought must be, please let it be a white guy. Please let it. <laughs> Fuck, it's a black guy. <laughs> you know what trouble I'm going to be in? Shit. Dude, if this is a white guy, I could probably. If this is a white guy, I could have just said, hey, I, I don't know. He frightened me. I can't say that if about it, a black guy. You just, look, you just look at a dead black guy. I'm like, damn, if this guy was white, it wouldn't even be on the news. Yeah, I would have been fine. Yeah. I killed. All right. Now. Yeah, to be fair, though, you know how many times departments, like, you know, wiped that under or brushed it under the carpet in the 70s and 80s? Like, yeah, hey, walking to the wrong house, you killed a black kid. It is what it is. You know, there was, Tommy, a, there was two, a guy who threw a flashbang grenade into a three-year-old's crib as the wrong house. Yeah, two weeks, Jeez. no pay. All right, <laughs> now we're, we're coming to the home stretch here. Only four more topics. Oh, all right. I want to play uh, the clip of Hillary Clinton talking about the bravest thing she's ever done. Have you seen this? Oh, stay with her husband. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. All right, roll the tape. Very good company. <laughs> we're, we're about out of time, but can I ask you what's yeah. the gutsiest thing you've ever done? Ah, boy, I think the gutsiest thing I ever done, well, personally, make the decision to stay in my marriage. Um, All right, pause it for a second. 
So firstly, fake news. The bravest thing she's ever did is when she, she built that- She dodged all those bullets when she was getting to the helicopter in Africa. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was very brave of her. That was very brave of her. That was very brave of her. And she still was able to tell yeah. about it on the world yeah, stage. exactly. You know what? <laughs> that was the bravest thing That's clearly did. the bravest thing. Yeah. I was going to say the bravest thing she's she ever did. dodging bullets. She got all fucking John Wick. There were the snipers fucking... out there, and she was able to dodge <laughs> yeah, the bullets. Sh- wah, wah, wah. That was incredible. I was going to say the bravest thing he's ever done is when she built that child Chelsea in a lab, she gave her the mouth of a gopher. Hmm. That takes some bravery. Or true. you know what else was very brave yeah, of her? Yeah, Chelsea does look like her upper lip opens up to yeah, consume to like... more vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> or here's the other thing she did that was really brave. I mean, people she had a fucking llama face. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking. Be careful. She spits. I'd people... still smash. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, mostly for the you story. You smash and go, why didn't you fuck a black guy, you racist? Yeah. <laughs> remember when they told her that <laughs> Do you remember when some girl like confronted Chelsea Clinton? It yeah, was yeah, like yeah. you're a racist. Thing. No, they said that uh her attitude it was the Muslim like whatever. Yeah, 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 I remember I don't remember the specifics, but I remember the answer. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah, your 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 whole existence is racist. And she's like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. All right, here's the other really brave thing she did. I mean, people hate her. And she ran in a popularity <laughs> contest to become president. Mm-hmm. She's the world's most unlikable person, and she decided to brave. run. That is brave. You know what's not brave? When your husband's the most pop, um, powerful person in the entire world, and he cheats on you, and you go, ah, you know what, I might as well stay in this marriage yeah. because he's really powerful, and it comes with a lot of perks. That is the least. You know what's brave is going, you know what, fuck it, I'll go make it on my own. I'm going to leave this piece of shit. That's called being brave. She, mo- she moves into a one-bedroom? Yeah, to make it on <laughs> her own. That's called bravery. That's called standing up for women when you're like, listen, we don't need to be treated this way. She so even a, though She gets a secretary job at a local news station, and, throws and her re- hat in the air. And rebuilds herself <laughs> and takes some shit from other people. That's called being brave. Staying with your powerful husband is, is called not bravery. Yeah, I get to live in the, well, I could leave you, but then I'd have to move out of this mansion. <laughs> exactly. And this amazing lifestyle. Okay. Now, continue the tape because let's look at uh, the daughter's answer. Now, keep in mind the daughter just wrote a book about brave thing. You would think that she might get answered this question. Mm-hmm. So you'd think she'd be prepared for it. Roll her, the tape. Her main thing was waking up with that face every day. Yeah, that, that should have been her answer. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't go full Muslim. <laughs> waking up knowing that my parents murder children. Critically run for president. And uh, keep going. Uh, just get up every day and keep going. I love it. Chelsea, how about you? Oh, um, goodness. I think I'm so overwhelmed by my mother's answer that I'm a bit out of words. <laughs> um, and I'm just so proud to be her daughter. Um, All right, pause right my there. Most important. How great is that? She brain farted. She's done nothing brave in her entire life other than live off her parents' wealth. She has zero answers. She goes, well, because I get to be her mother and I get to have kids. And this is trained political theater where they're like trying to show off their love as mother-daughter and how they hang out. It's it's like Gilmore Girls. It's the Killington Daughters. And we get along and we love each other. And I mean, that's just the lowest moment. They wrote a book on bravery. What's your bravest? Well, I just get to be a mom now and I get to love my mom. And don't we all just feel really good about that? Sickening. Yeah, she's she's doing all right though, Chelsea Clinton. She's making some money. All right, Gary Goldman special. Did you guys watch it? Did not watch it yet. Bruh. Yeah? Bruh. Lay it on me. I'm not gonna hate, but you lay it on me first, and then I'm gonna give one little one little take, but you lay it on me first. I d- am genuinely concerned for Soder special. You mean that, oh, that it's coming out on HBO? HBO has not. I have not seen a I, comedy special through HBO. No, Julio Torres, you didn't like that? I didn't. I didn't see that yet. To be honest, I'm with you. joking. It was 
not good. Okay, I'm like, assuming trash, but like I I would take here's like I I think HBO has a good enough eye for talent to get Goldman and get Soder, who I've seen level in New York. Um, I, I've that, seen Gerard do really well. I've seen Drew Michael do really well. They well, all they just keep doing these these concept RT, specials. Yeah. Well, that's did you do you know what the Julio Torres? Do you know what this was? I no. didn't see it. Can no. we can we watch the trailer? Sure, but can, can, can I comment on the Goldman thing sure, first? Sure, please. And then we'll... Uh, I think we should get back into the Goldman thing, because I want to talk about it. You want to so watch think the you should just, thing first? It's like a minute, and it's, okay. it's, it's, it's really just... This is what HBO... Just yeah, as a, by this like, is an Torres, idea for people... Torres is one of, in my opinion... I don't know one word of his comedy. He might be the funniest person ever... However, he strikes me like he, he's one of the... He gar- writes good sketches for SNL. Oh, all right, then fine. He strikes oh, me like he's, he's an one SNL of the, writer? Yes. the darling childs of, hey, this guy is gay, and like... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I remember The Ringer, actually, uh, he was on Bill's, uh, Bill Simmons' show. They gave him a shout-out um, when he was like in his first season writing for SNL. Yeah, he writes good sketches. And he, Yeah, I went back and I checked out the sketches he wrote, and he's an incredible writer. Yeah, yeah, but they gave him a stand-up special, and this is what he did with it. And this is why I, wor- this is why I haven't watched the Goldman thing yet, because I heard it's like a concept special, and I don't want to watch a fucking concept special. And this was his stand-up special for HBO. All right, let's see. Hi. I have a lot of shapes, but not a lot of time, so we have to start immediately. I have often been called to niche, to which I'll say, I have no idea what you could possibly be talking about. This next shape that I need to show you, this is me coming in late for a meeting and immediately chiming in. Notice what happens to this shape once you begin to expand on the same basic principle of it. All of a sudden, it turns into Tilda Swinton's apartment. This is where the guests sleep. And this tells them when it's time to go home. So it's the world's worst pop comedy act. It's called My Favorite Shape. I have also made their shadows and their souls. It's like gay, artsy, uh, carrot top. That's, that, so that's what HBO is kind of doing with stand-up specials. I don't even know what that is. All right, well, Gary Goldman, I mean, legendary stand-up comic. Everybody loves the guy. Uh, He did an entire uh, thing on uh, depression. Um, They kind of cut in, you know, the equivalent of, like, podcast moments. Sure. Dude, here's my thing. I saw him when he was working on this material about a year. Uh, well, I saw him at New York Comedy Club recently, and some of the shit was killing. It was super funny, dude. When he did punchier. your show, he yeah, was on that show. It was um, he's the best joke writer, right? Right. Like even his last album, which came out like three years ago or whatever. I listened to it maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. Fucking hysterical. Uh, well, I, he's never been my guy. The cookie bit's pretty amazing. No, it's like, you like, know, he's well, just yeah, not you're, my... You're, yeah, obviously, yeah. cookie bit. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm trying to remember, was it, was, has he talked about it on his album about uh, Jewish parents, like, pointing out, like, there's never been uh, a Jewish hockey player, therefore his parents, like, he, he is... <clears throat> He has like gone into some shit that has just made me like fall in the fucking floor laughing. I um, think he like just finds things that are he finds things that are next. It's like you know these are funny, but you don't know why they're funny. And he just like, dude, I remember seeing that like Helvetica documentary years before he talked about it. 
um, he's got a great joke about the documentary about the font Helvetica. And I just like kind of tried to make fun of it, but I just don't have it in. You know, it came out years ago, but I, I just didn't have it in me to like, the dude wrote like a 10 minute destructive bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't want to watch a documentary about how that yeah. guy is sad. He right. also he also leveled on the uh, the you know naming of the states like all that like his, well that was the same bit yeah he his led shit, into that his shit is legendary yeah. um, but I remember like uh, what I was saying was I saw him at the cellar uh, about a year and a half ago right when I started working uh, for this gang so like two years ago right when he was first starting to work on this like heavy depression material when he was clearly still in the throes of it and just him breaking down what a day in his life dealing with depression sounds like is arguably the funniest 17 minutes on the subject I've ever heard, right? Like going to Dunkin' Donuts and like rewarding yourself. And it's like the handle is a giant D, which tells you exactly what you're dealing with. And like just like all the shit that only Gary Goldman makes work. Um, this special had maybe 5% of those jokes and I laughed at every one of them despite having heard them before because he's just that damn good. Uh, the actual jokes in his special about like a uh, millennial literally and all that, like that was all gold. I would say 30% of his special. I sincerely enjoyed the other 70%. I was just like, what weird it's art a, piece are we doing it's here? It's a documentary, right? It's mostly it's like quasi documentary. Doc it, it's not mostly. It's like it's, it's, it no, starts with stand up. Yeah. It's stand up for sixty to seventy percent of the time, mm -hmm. but the cutaways just completely take you out of it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't it, like it when Seinfeld did. It's it, good. And I knew those bits. It. It. All right. Listen, I don't want to comment on his comedy. There were some hilariously funny bits, and he's also respected as being one of the funniest comedians. He does a chunk in there where he talks about all the meds that he's taken in his life. I want to say it's a long laundry list of at least fourteen medications. Sure. He talks about all the therapy that he's done in his life, and then he goes, "What about the side effects?" Now, for new people to the show, we did a whole episode with a pharmacist a couple weeks ago talking about uh, depression and medication for it, and we said if you're thoroughly depressed, go ahead and take medication. Ketamine. Help. Well, he actually does talk a little bit about ketamine. But anyways, he goes through this list of shit that he takes, 13 medications. He goes, like, people talk about the side effects. He goes, well, listen, if I didn't take this, then, you know, I couldn't even, like, forget diarrhea. I wouldn't even be able to get out of bed. But, like, the inverse of that to me is you spent, like, you've spent now 20 years of your life invested in this process of defeating your depression while using these meds. And you came 20 years at, like, full 20 years invested in trying to treat your depression while using medication, seeing the therapist, and then you ended up in an insane asylum at what was a pretty good, decent point in your career. That, to me, is proof of the fact that that structure does not work. That in some way, spending every yeah. day invested in this reality of, hey, I'm depressed, and I need to, like, that all builds the reality of, hey, depression's this real thing, and I need to be coddled, and I need to take care of it. If anything, spending your entire life on medication, and then still not having a perfect fix, and needing to find new or different medications, would be proof to me of, at the beginning of a depressive cycle, when they say, hey, I want to recommend medication, to me, that, that that's like, I'd really better second-guess this, because this is going to be an entire life of this, and it's not even a perfect system. There's got to be some other thing that i can explore to be beating this thing well i i think the i mean the the joke there obviously was if i'm not mistaken uh the side effect of depression is you know suicide so like anything is better than that right and it's like okay like i get where you're coming from and this is something that you do need to tackle and this is something that you do need to deal with clearly like you can't just ignore the problem 
You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I do like the idea of like that holistic approach that we were talking about of like surrounding yourself with winners, setting goals, and then going to uh, achieve those goals. But like Gary did all that and he still was dealing with that shit. So yeah, it's but like I'm saying it's, it's hard to if a person's been fucking with their brain chemistry for 20 years and medications, it's for all, hard. Yeah, for all you know, really, you get yeah. a couple months off. No, no, I'm not even saying a couple months off. For all, like, for all you know, you fucked with the guy's brain chemistry to the point where it's like, this is worse now. This is worse now. Yeah, and, and, and like, it could have been at the origin if like you created some better habits and some better mental tools for sidestepping your depression. I mean, it, it, no, listen, there's no proven model, but I'm just saying to listen to a person who's been taking medication for their entire life and go, well, I need this medication, and that's why. If you're a person, you should clearly be taking this because it helps. To me, you're the exact proof of that it's not helping. That after 20 years, it's oh, still okay, not solved. Point. That's what I'm saying. Like ta- that to me is exactly the argument for why don't go listen to these mm. people and take medications. You you because you actually have an income. You've got people that love you. You've spent 20 years now or, or so taking these medications, talking to these doctors, trying to treat it, and you're nowhere near treated. That is not an endorsement for seeing therapists and taking meds. But he's not dead. Yeah, and I think the main thing is he's got a bunch of friends who are dead. Yeah. And like the other, the the flip side of that too, though, yeah. is that that medication, right? Like, and I've I've always talked about this. I'm, we talked about this with the pharmacist, right? Like, short term solution for a long term problem, right? Like, you take the medication to get yourself to a point where you can start affecting those changes in your yeah. life to make actual depression go away. Um, he took those medications for those twenty years. Over those twenty years, it it made it so that he was able to leave the house, go out to these clubs, perform his crafts, hone his abilities and become arguably the best stand up working right now. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, while, while he may have done irreversible damage to his brain chemistry in the process, it still was a good enough short term solution to build his repertoire. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not, I'm not a professional. And like we said earlier, if you're dealing with this shit, go see a professional. But I do think that like, the more you play into the reality, nah, dude, white knuckle it. What the fuck are you? Th- the more you play into the reality of bitch, hey, though. I've got yeah. this horrible thing that I need to address, and every time you see a therapist that you're dealing with this horrible thing, you're reinforcing that there's this horrible thing that needs to be addressed. I do honestly think that in certain stages of depression, you can kind of step it, to the I, side I, of it. I absolutely agree with you to a point. Uh, like I've never seen a therapist. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, had some issues in my life, but uh, I have friends who have. I remember in high school, I had a friend who was told he was clinically depressed. Yeah, and this is a kid who uh, never went to class sophomore year. You know what I mean? Like just smoking weed and fucking fucking around. Junior year, kind of turned it around. Right. Then started going to therapy. He was like, "Yeah, let me keep this going." Right. Started going to therapy. He was told he was clinically depressed. And that doesn't help. And then you get coddled for it. He That's dropped the, out. Yeah. He dropped out four months later. You know what I mean? Like it's just like he he turned it around and dropped out and got his GD because he just he just disappeared. This is a kid who was just like we'd be like, "Hey man, you want to cut class and go smoke weed?" He'd be like, "No nah, man, I'm getting it together." And he got it together and he did it and he buckled down because he was upsetting his mother. Then he went to therapy, and they gave him an excuse. They gave him an be, excuse for being they a, a shitty. They yeah. gave him an excuse to be even. He didn't leave his house for months. Yeah, because they t- they gave him an excuse for it. They gave and they him, gave him an excuse to be coddled. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for like. It's listen, not. It's just I, those I, treatments are. I'll just talk for some, but not for everyone. I'll talk to myself right now. Like I'm, I, I'm very prone. I listen. I'm prone to being getting down. I'm prone to being lazy, and the things that kind of 
keep me from that is the fact that I don't have a choice but to show up and work every day and I get lost in the activities that I do. When I don't have like when I don't have work in front of me, I like I also I don't leave the house and I progressively more depressed. When I have to show up and do things because mm-hmm. I don't have a choice, so I'm gonna go starve to death if I don't work a job like and I can envision all the consequence. That's the only thing that gets me going and gets me to be productive mm-hmm. and I enjoy work. Like once I'm working I enjoy work. I don't enjoy getting started. I dread it but That's like everybody. Yeah but like I get lost in the activity once I'm doing it. I can just t- speak for myself. If I'm not if, if, there, if there isn't like force above me that's forcing me to go do that, I never, I never take that initial step. It doesn't like the initial it, force to me is the world's greatest motivator. And like what you were saying, when there's the coddling element or someone gives you that excuse, I don't think that helps. Well, I remember I had a friend of mine um, when my dad died, and you know I was out that of, would get you out of depression. No, I was out of sorts for a while after yeah. that. Um, but I actually quit drinking for like six months after that. I didn't do any drugs or drink. And um, but I remember at my dad's funeral, my buddy, his mom had passed away. Now, obviously, my mom had passed away before the two. But uh, he broke down at the fun- at my dad's funeral, and I'm like consoling him because it was the same fu- funeral home his uncle was laid out in. And he broke down. He was like, "I don't know how you do it, man." And I just was, I was just I looked at him. I was like, ah, "I just I'm not trying to be like this." Yeah. And he got pretty upset at me. But like, it's just like, it's like I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's like. I, I and I don't know, like maybe it's worse. I like I know like I said, I've been pretty I've been pretty close to fucking you know and fucking checking out early. Yeah. Uh it's just you keep you, you got it's a mental decision to fight. Listen, like I said, I'm not a fucking therapist. Gary Goldman's yeah. one of the most respected comedy geniuses. I'm an open mic. Oh, I think he's the best who, fucking I, 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 writer. Listen, who the alive. fuck am I? Like, and I, with that, be, listen, he's also, I, I prefer a yelly guy. So he's just kind of not my style. I like a dude who's going to yell. More I than like him, a guy sad. who isn't the style yeah. I would say I like. Right. And then every time. And they just win him. you over. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, I, I, I just had that one takeaway when he was making the run through of the medications he took for a lifetime. Where I was like, this he's not, sounds... all, he's not taking seven medications now. No, he's but he's revolved through. through like all of them, and that's also just proof they don't fucking know it's a guessing game. They just slap you on it and kind of hope for the best. All right, yeah. Last topic of the evening, unless unless people feel inspired, unless the, these have piqued your interest and you got more topics you want to throw out there. I have not. Have you guys seen the Joker movie yet? Yeah, we were just talking about it. Hell, on fucking yeah, yeah dude. I, I haven't seen it yet. Twice. I, oh, really? Twice. I haven't seen it yet, but twice. So I'm good. enjoying the outrage towards the movie. Which seems to me like this is this is so the religion of the left that they're like men can't go enjoy their thing, you know what I mean? It's like this movie's just not for you. You don't have to enjoy it. It's just a movie. It's not provoking violence. Um, I'll tell you this: I think yeah. the movie's a little too derivative of the King inst- of Comedy of, and Taxi Driver. It's, yeah, there's just scenes in it that are straight up lifted from those. Movies. I hate that. Um, I loved King of Comedy. Taxi Driver, I didn't really get. I still don't get it. It's not like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I see that. King of Comedy is fantastic. King of Comedy, yeah. I loved. Um, but King of Comedy in part inspired Rob's newsroom. That makes sense. Because I, I was I just thought it was so, so it was funny. Just that in, uh, in real life. Network? No, in, what, what's Network? You've never seen Network? I've never seen oh, Network. You should definitely watch Network. I can't believe you've never I, seen that movie. I, I want, like, I had this concept for the, the news. I'm mad thing. as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore? you never seen that movie? No. Oh, man, you need to go home and watch Network tonight. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah. It's not like I got work early tomorrow. That's true. I'll watch Network all night. I'll watch Network twice tonight. All right. King of Comedy, I love it. I'll go, I should go rewatch King well, of Comedy. Well, that's the thing about Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You've never seen I'm, King of Comedy. What? Should, it's really worth seeing. Yeah. It's great. Here's the thing. If you ha- you've seen Taxi Driver, obviously. Yeah. So, like, 
there's a lot of stuff like I'd, straight lifted from King of Comedy. Yeah, I mean, like I know about King of Comedy. I know De Niro's essentially playing his character from King of Comedy, like made good and became a Tonight Show host. So, like, like to me, the Joker movie, the last twenty minutes is incredible. Yeah, it it made that movie not suck. But before that, it was a slow grind. Of I, no, you're bugging. Scene. Yeah, I wasn't super. I, I I really was not. All right, but let's just talk to the outrage. The okay. outrage. The outrage the is movie. hilarious. Daily Mail ran an article the, where the fucking headline was an anonymous tweet. <laughs> just a random person's like anonymous. That, like tweet. that's important. In quotes. Yeah. And it was like this movie is too terrifying for. That's a tweet. Yeah. Like that's just a person but you know, saying like, a thing. I I, I mean you, we're originally quite. To me, it's fucking mind control. Where okay, so this movie's not for you. There's a market of people who clearly were willing to spend it's the a lot same of money. People. Yeah. That are that were saying the same people who were saying that this movie is going to cause violence. Yeah. Were the same people that were furious three months ago when Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump suggested that video games cause violence, which was retarded. <laughs> which was retarded. Right. That's such a good point. Yeah, which was retarded and is always retarded when somebody does that. And those same people that were clutching their pearls at that then clutched their pearls at this and the, movie. And also the same people are like... You know, super pro gay because how dare religious people tell us what is, what is or isn't values? And I go suck as many dicks as you want. I don't give a shit. But I don't like it. Like it, it, it's a religion in a different way where they don't want like I, I don't even know what it is that they don't want us to be able to enjoy. But they don't want like what what I guess white men might like to even be available. Like they, it's it, you know just what I mean? It's like story. Yeah, of a, it happens of a to dude be, who loses mind. It happens to be a white guy. Because right. here's the thing, is it, no, no, I'm saying the market of people you're that still, yeah. you're still marketing the, you can't do that movie with a black guy, because if it's a black guy, it's, it's justified it's, and he's not crazy and a bad person. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't do that movie with a fucking person of color because it's a call to arms. Right. And I'm not saying you can't do that movie. You can do that movie. Right. right, those movies exist. Right, but it's not the si This movie is about this guy living a shitty life and going nuts, and still, at the end of the Joker movie, whatever. This is a spoiler, but like, you know, the city's on his side at the end. Right, but like, at f it, compared to Falling Down, you ever see Falling Down? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so compared to that movie, that guy was the villain of the fucking movie. You're cheering for him because he's killing people on screen, but he's a villain. He's a bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that movie... That was with, uh... Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael... It, like, it starts but, with him, his car in traffic, yeah, and it's just great, like, fuck it's, it. It's a great, yeah. fun, it's a great fucking fun, dumb movie. Um, of a guy just saying, fuck it. I'm, I'm clicking out of life. Exactly. That's kind of what it is. The ultimate the fantasy a different. we've all it's had like, when we sat in traffic yeah, is that we're exactly. just going to get out and start murdering the people around us. That guy was just... Falling down is a little bit more of just like, this is a poindexter on his way to work, and he, he snaps. Whereas um, the fucking... Uh, the Joker is more of like, this guy's been mentally ill since he was a child. It's it's a little it's a, just a different, and then they kind of reveal that he's been abused, and it's kind of like this whole thing where it's like, well, this guy's been abused, like he's he's, he's acting up. It's the same. It's the same, but it's like it doesn't it doesn't have the impact of it's somebody from a minority group that it has when it's a fucking white guy, right? Because that's kind of that's the flaw in society, right? You're 
that's the point of falling down. That's the point of this movie, kind of. Not the point of King of Comedy as much, but like it's it's this weird thing where they're just like, yeah, this is the guy who's supposed Better to be, be doing the for best. A day than a schmuck for a lifetime. No, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. the, it, but it's this kind of thing. It's like this is the guy who's supposed to be doing the best, just based on basic shit, right? And he still he that's how fucked up society is. This guy's still fucked. That's the point of those two movies. You know right. what I mean? Like, and it's just like the outrage about it is just like. Yeah, like this white guy is still spat. That's the fucking point. All of Earth is fucked. We're all fucked. That's the point of those movies. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. And if it was a black guy, you go, he's, he's fucked just because he's black. Yeah, if, you, if it's a and black so, guy, yeah, you're like, yeah. good for that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Can I tell you, I, I had a funny moment uh, the other day. I was in my house, and uh, if I'm alone in the car, I'm a real yelly, angry guy. Okay. Or if I'm alone in my apartment, I could be a real yelly, angry guy. But I'm around other people, I've learned. Like people don't like being around a yelly, angry guy. Sure. So I've le- I learned that in my last job. I once like lost at my debt, and like everyone, lo- I was like, oh, you can't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. I do it in lot. my house a lot. Yeah, yeah I do it in my house. I, you know, it was great in my last job. I, I like I sat next to one person who didn't like it. Didn't bother them. So you were, I was allowed to act that way. But I'm also just aware most people are kind of like they feel like they need to fix it. It's uncomfortable to be around. So I know how to like totally the same way if like I'm around my rabbi, I don't use the like I, don't, I won't say fuck kind of thing. It like it's a part of my brain. I I, I like yeah. I just know how to turn it off. Did you just censor yourself from saying when I'm around my rabbi, I don't say the N-word? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm around your rabbi, I, I mean say not the that N-word. I hang out with my rabbi all that often, but you get the example. If I was around a nun, I wouldn't be saying, hey, fuck this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Whereas that might be the way that is the way I kind of talk. I mean, you listen yeah. to the show. I say the F word. I say the fuck word. Why am I saying the F word? Anyways. I walked into my kitchen in my house. I thought no one was in my entire house, and I was mad as anything just because there wasn't food around. And I walked in. I was like, there's no fucking food in this fucking house. I'm fucking hungry. I'm supposed to fast more. And I, like, I looked at my, my grandma was just sitting at the table. I was like, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I had to see that. <laughs> That's it. Any uh, any closing words from you, Mr. Arrington? Anxiety attack coming up. I'm hosting. Yeah, dog. Uh, uh, a call from Yosef? Is he calling in? Was he here? Well, I don't know. Can we call him? Can we call no. out? Uh, no, the, uh, we, uh, we we had this conversation before the show started. I told you we couldn't. Should we try and call him to see if he picks up? You can call him on your phone. Yeah, I'll try and call him. Okay. We I mean, as, we might as well go to twelve, huh? <laughs> nah, we should get out of here. Well, we'll see if he picks up. We can say hello. Get some shit on your lip, by the way. What? Is, what? Something on the bottom lip? Top lip? Top lip. Um. There the whole time, a little orange thing. Weird. Yeah. Anybody see this? Uh, this Jake Flores homo. Did he actually touch a uh, tard? Who? Jake Flores. I mean, you're really throwing something out of so, left field at the end Lewis's here. friend, right? Uh, yeah, it's his boy. Yeah, it's Lewis's buddy, right? Yeah. Nah, dude. He uh, he was like, oh, he's popping off some shit about the skanks, um, and he's Today. like, this morning, and like he what consistently, uh, he consistently just throws shit out there. Uh, directed at the skanks, at Shane. He's always one of those like fucking. Jump on the dog pile, uh, just like not funny lefty comics. Um, I don't, I don't know the guy. I think he's friends with Ian. Yeah, is he? I mean, he was, he was like boys with uh, Cumtown, and Cumtown is the one who put it out there that he may or may not have hooked up with a uh, mentally challenged girl at a. uh, He met at an open mic. Well. Or, you know, how you, how you supposed to avoid I that? Mean, aren't all, all women mentally challenged? Yeah. <laughs> also, at an open mic, it's like, you know, everyone's I mean, a little we're off. Talking how are you supposed to tell? Yeah, we're talking about math. I mean, how mentally challenged? Doug, I think he done touched her. 
What do you mean? Like, oh, he he abused her? No, I think he just was like, hey, you can, you know, you're wearing a helmet. Why don't you come out to my car and blow me? And she did it? Maybe. Well, she was wearing a helmet? Sounds like consent. <laughs> you're putting it out there? She was wearing a helmet? She also, might have been wearing so a helmet. She was protected, you know? She didn't yeah. have to be concerned. She had a helmet on. Okay. She, she couldn't get mouth STDs? <laughs> That's great. All right, so here's the here's the actual tweet. Um, Jake Flores, uh, here's my take on Ellen. There are no sacred cows in comedy. Why 4G to 1 the second I make a call? What? Uh, because you're making a phone call and... Um, yeah, with anything but AT&T, your phone goes from 4G to 1G. That's just a thing? Yeah. So you're saying I need AT&T and not Verizon? No, it just means you can't search the internet while you're on a phone call. Um, all right, so Jake Flores, here's my take on Ellen. There are no sacred cows in comedy. Out through, Nothing uh, is all computer? No, no, Robbie. Why not? Four times now. I feel Four like, times. Uh, I told you guys that's not possible. I feel like this is the challenge to get your job back here. <laughs> Here's my take on Ellen. Overcome this one hump. There are no sacred cows in comedy. Nothing is off limits. If you can't handle her jokes, maybe you're too PC. Then he says, uh, just completely random thought. Uh, Legion of Skanks calls ice on people, and we all have a great time. But Ellen pals around with the creator of Homeland Security, and you get your pitchforks. Classist much? Um, I see a picture of this Jake Flores. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. I don't don't think I want to. I don't like attack another car. I don't want to get involved. Really? Oh, you don't want to go up to that guy. I used to see this guy around at the stand. He was always a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Dude looks like the safest motherfucker in the game. He's holding a, spi- uh, a, fid- a fidget spinner and a revolver. Which one's he going to spin first? Make his day. I guarantee he's never fired either. I, I'm just going to say that's kind of funny. What? What, this the fact that he's holding the... a fidget spinner and a revolver in the same picture is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But Which yo, one's going to spin first? He does He does make having who's a beard the, look safe. Who's the blonde hair chick? Who? Right there. Who's that? This? No, no, it's the left. This? Twin Peaks fangirl? She's not attractive. She's not a blonde. I like it. Click on it. She's not. She's a brunette. Thin face. She's got the glasses. I like brunettes. Ew. Nah, she's not really much. Yeah, she's kind of. I kind of like it. I can work with it. Let's go to Philly right now. Philly? Yeah, let's see what Katie Terry's up to. Dude, I feel like you would clean up (laughs) with these, like, shitty Brooklyn hipster comic girls. Would I? Yeah, dude, you're like way more man than they, than they're used to. Nah, yeah, I'm not a lot of man. All right, I think we did it. I think we uh. Yeah, you gotta be into that stuff. No, you don't though, dude. When you and me, here's the thing. Me and yeah. me and Chris, mm-hmm. we were out in some random bar in. Oh, random. Uh, uh, sounds, sounds likely. It was right down the street from like Brooklyn Law. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah, got yeah. into like oh, was that a- after the debate <clears throat> thing that you did? Yeah. How'd that it- go in the end? I fucking crushed it. There you go. Leveled. There you go. Um, we ended up like, yo, me and him ended up, it was right there in the middle of the Shane shit, and we ended up talking to some fucking SJW chick for oh, yeah. 25 minutes, A right? lot of the dudes that she was with were just getting mad that she was hanging out with us. It was very, she was cute. She, she was, was like kind of cute. cute. She, had, she was a cute blonde. She had no butt. No, she had negative butt. Like negative, it was concave D's butt. These titties, nice face. Right. And it was one of those things where... titty and no butt. Well, I had the feeling that either... No, decent titties. Oh, they, were like a, they were probably like a, strong, a, tr- a, a strong C. I thought you said D titties. So I got the vibe that no one had spoken to this girl like with anything resembling like honesty and treating her like a person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were just used to being I kind of like, got like... By the, time we were, by the time we and Mike were done talking to her, I was like, oh, she just spouts shit she reads... And no one calls her on it. Right. Yeah. She and is, it was like very clear. Like three different dudes came over to check on her, and she was like, I'm having a conversation. Uh, and they weren't like small guys. They weren't like, it wasn't like some like sheepish, like into themselves, you know, like they weren't like 
fucking alphas. Right. You know what I mean? They weren't like huge fucking monkey assholes, but like they were big enough where they looked like they should have been able to handle themselves. All right. They should have been able to beat up Harrington. Yeah. We did it, everybody. No, I just want to get this point across. Oh, okay. Right? It, I definitely got the feeling, walking away from that conversation, that she would have hooked up with either one of us. Simply because... You could fill them out maybe, and butt. Maybe. Right? But like neither one of us was like, you know, obviously Chris is a married man. I'm not, I'm not, you know... Uh, but at the end of the day, like, I did get that feeling, though, where it was like, yeah, like... Like that kind of energy. Of yeah, it just was the like, kind of thing where it's like if I was a younger man and I was in a bar with that chick and those dudes, I would keep her attention just to. I, I've done. I've done <laughs> this before where, when I was younger, where you just keep a girl's attention to piss off some loser in the background. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's kind of what I was getting at. Was like, and I think you would do really well in those rooms because you can bullshit, you can carry yourself like you're great with sales and everything, and you can get across like your actual viewpoint without being an abrasive asshole. Unlike me, who just always goes for like, yeah, I'm gonna say the no no words that I know are gonna make you yeah, upset. Harrington just called her the n word four times. <laughs> really? Yeah, but her pussy was so wet. You could smell the oh. copper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Copper. Yeah, you could smell. It. Yeah, she was on her period. It was no, it was leaking out of her IUD. It was just she. Oh. She was so hot and bothered. Her IUD was no. <laughs> it was just the eggs were yeah. bursting right. through. For more of that brilliance, check out High Society Radio. It's on the Gas Digital Network. Comes out every Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. You guys had a YouTube. great episode last week with Dan Soder. Incredible episode. episode. Uh, Good episode prior tonight. to that, you had the guy with the boot on his head. That was really funny. Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme. Yeah. And don't forget uh, Corn Pop. Corn Pop. Uh, the guy who pulled a razor blade on Joe Biden. He was on our show. We uh, we found him. It was investigative journalism. That's what I do. That's what yeah. I do best. I'm really, I'm a journalist at my core, and we found Corn Pop, and he called in. You can find that on YouTube. And what, what happened? What's coming out next? Uh, I think, um, I, can't, I can't talk about it, but we definitely have a foreign leader coming on the show in the near future. Hell yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, BK Chris, High Society Radio, Mike Harrington, producer of uh, Anxiety Attack Comedy Show. Yes, sir. October 17th I is will be there. the hosting. next show. You are hosting one week, uh, well, from when we are recording this tonight. You had a great uh, lineup. Is Sam we Burrell's have there, an right? absolutely incredible yeah, lineup. Come, come hang out, buy a ticket, let them know that I'm a draw. It helps me. I mean, I told you, here's the thing. I said I said last month, right, we were doing exactly this right now. Yeah. I said, if we get, uh, I think it was five people to get a ticket, you would get a spot on the next show. You not only have a spot, you're hosting. We had there a ton of people come out. It was really successful last month. It's only going to get better. Shane Gillis uh, is on the lineup. Sam Morrill, Karen Feehan, um, Colin Terrell. A, a number I actually got of a tape out of the last one. Last one was a lot of fun. Last one was fucking banging, dude. It's probably the best one we've ever thrown, and this one's only going to be better. So please come on out. You guys are going to have a blast. All right, there you go. We did it. Thanks for hanging with us. Have a good weekend.